1: Monday, September eighteenth, twenty twenty three. I am at Joel Pearl, and of course, it's always a good time—better than ever—to get in the weeds with us here on Pipe All Over Books. Uh, a nice, relaxing weekend, Jeremy Lambert. I hope for you—at least it was for me. How are you doing this morning?
2: I, I'm well. I went to the Chuck E. Cheese this this weekend, Joel Pearl, and I broke the SpongeBob Coin Dozer again. As I'm, I'm they're gonna they're gonna ban me from that place. I'm pretty sure pretty sure they're going to ban me from there. What? It's not my fault I'm too good at the game. It's it's not, honestly. It's not my fault.
1: What do you keep do you keep breaking the game by being too good at it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the first time I broke it um what happened was the coins uh the the coins I I went too fast with the with the coins. I was I was just I was in a rhythm, you know? You build up your credits and stuff and and I was just in a rhythm. Boom, hit it. Boom, get the coin. Boom, 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 bang, pop, pow. You know, and it was like, nope, we're, you're you're going too fast for us. You're broken. This time, I got too many cards. You win the cards, the, the coin pushes it down, and, or you know, the cards fall off the, the platform, and then the little conveyor belt spits out your card at the bottom. Well, I got too many cards, and the conveyor belt stopped working. So... Or uh, the conveyor belt kept working, but the cards got stuck. So my cards would not spit out to me. So I had to get the the worker. I uh, had to get the worker to come over, and he had to open the machine. And there was like twelve cards stuck on this conveyor belt, and he had to like take like a screwdriver and like push them through so I could get them. I got twelve cards just stuck on on the uh, on the conveyor belt on there.
1: That's an intense story, and I love it, Louis. Saying Jeremy living his life a quarter (laughs) dropping at a time.
2: That's the only way to live it. Quarter drop, quarter drop at a time, quarter mile at a time. Louis, Louis gets it.
1: You're getting you're getting worked by the coin gimmicks, is Andrew Zarian.
2: I how am I getting worked? How
1: you're working it? You're using your carny strength to get to overpower the coin gimmick.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm not getting worked because here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Zarian. I'd be getting worked if like I understood you're wasting all of your credits on on this, like it's just a lot of money being spent and like you're not really getting anything. Although I am getting the SpongeBob cards, uh, which I I, I need to collect to finish the the collection. Chuck E. Cheese has this friggin' deal, just the best of like you don't have to pay for credits. You know, let's I I don't know the I don't know how the, the money breaks down, but let's say it's like oh 50 credits uh, for for $50 or whatever it is right and so 50 credits runs out pretty quickly like because a lot of these games cost like two three credits and everything like you can blow through 50 credits in like you know, 15 minutes I feel they got the gimmick where you can pay for time so it, it's like oh you get an hour for fifty dollars which it, it's not that expensive because i think like an hour and a half is like thirty bucks because i'm pretty sure that's what we paid um so you get an hour and a half for thirty bucks an hour and a half for thirty dollars and i don't go to machine to machine i'm chilling i'm setting up shop right there at the spongebob you know, the kids are running around they're wasting all their damn time oh shit i fuck damn it okay sorry 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 joel <laughs>
1: You went full bore. Because I not find,
2: them, and then it just like spiraled from there. That's my bad. That's on me.
1: golden golden dollar sign. Here we come.
2: That's, that's that's my fault. That's on me, everybody. I'm like the rock out here. Okay, like you gotta get you gotta get the FCC to to, to blank me. The FCC won't they let me be. be. <laughs> no, jeez. So anyway, the kids are wasting their time running around from machine to machine. I'm setting up shop. I got my picnic basket. I got my jellyfish, uh, the jellyfish jelly on my sandwich and everything. The jelly sandwich is working at the SpongeBob machine. I'm just tapping tapping my card right on that machine. I got to go anywhere. So I get an hour and a half just free reign on the SpongeBob. I'm probably using like 300 credits on this thing. But I'm only paying. I'm not paying for 300. I am only paying for an hour and a half. It's a deal, absolute deal. The Chuck E. Cheese. So uh, I, I need to continue to use the kids. Yeah, the kids think, "Oh, yeah, we're going Jeremy's birthday. This is great. He's taking us to Chuck E. Cheese." No, I'm taking myself to Chuck E. Cheese. I just need y'all because I can't get in without a kid apparently.
1: Still, I still maintain you should just have one child that you designate the Chuck E. Cheese kid, and that's how you get in.
2: I try this. I, I'm trying to get them out of school. And everything. So I can just, you know, take them to Chuck E. Cheese so I get these cards. By the way, by the way, love the SpongeBob machine. The Gary card doesn't exist. Um, I believe it just does not exist. I got all the other cards. I got, like, 50 SpongeBob's and Patrick's and Sandy's and Pearl's and Mr. Krabs. I finally got Larry. Finally got Larry. The Gary card. I can't even get a Gary card on the board much less the fall to me. I couldn't even get it on the board. It's, it's the white whale. I know it's a snail, but it's the white whale. Oh, I'm, I'm coming for you though. I'm coming. It, for
1: you. It's the white snail, but also, um, well, it's like blue. Oh, well, I guess. But anyway, let me, let me have this for the turn of phrase. Uh, the, uh, you remember back in the day when like all of the fast food joints would do these contests that yes. there would be one like card letter number, whatever that would, would just not be in existence like it would exist but there's only one or two of them in the world uh that's that's kind of what we're dealing with here i was i was reading a story it was on reddit so of course you know take it with a grain of sand someone will yeah it's all it's all real on reddit uh did you did you see the godzilla story the person who was like i could have won a hundred thousand dollars like 25 years ago but apparently my sister threw out one of the only z's if, if you spell out godzilla and it, it went so far as the kid was like my dad confirmed that we had the z and we had everything else we had godilla and the z was with the daughter
2: i don't believe i don't believe these people they're liars first off what was this gimmick that happened i also think that they're lying my mom my my mom who has appeared on this show more times than she's been invited to appear on this show
1: she's going to show up today you just know it yeah
2: yeah <laughs> My mom used to uh, work at, at McDonald's when, when she was a, a kid and um not kid, you know, of age to, to work. Uh, my mom used to work at McDonald's. And, you know, they did the monopoly thing. Um, they, they did I, okay, the- I was
1: going to ask because I wasn't sure if that made it to the U S. Cause I know it was big in Canada.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm yeah.
1: thinking of roll up the rim, which is a Tim Hortons thing. And Tim Hortons isn't everywhere in the States, but go ahead. There's a great documentary
2: on this, by the way, I, I forget what it's called. Um, it was like millionaire scams or something. Somebody in the chat might know what may have seen. It. I think it was on like HBO. Uh, great, great documentary on the McDonald's monopoly uh, gimmick. And my mom used to work at a McDonald's, and she would just like put a bunch of the little tickets in in bags for like her friends and stuff. They didn't have to buy a large fry or yeah, McMillions, Mac- That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, she's not part of the fraud, but like she I'm she's making
1: it sound like it.
2: Well, she would have been if they would have won anything. Uh, but like she used to just put a bunch of the tickets in the bags and stuff. And they, you know, they probably got like free fries and everything. But they, they didn't win anything extravagant. But they didn't need to buy like a large fry, Big Mac, whatever you had to buy to, to peel off the little gimmicks there. She just tossed them in there. She g- just given out like 20 of these things uh, to, to her friends and stuff. They didn't win anything. So, yeah, make millions. Ryan is says that's what it's called. Go watch that documentary; it's really good.
1: It is really good. This this is our morning, by the way. This is what we do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We get in the weeds, but also like we're a wrestling morning show. We just. Let me just talk. We eventually talk about some wrestling. We do have interviews this morning. Actually, we're going to have uh, AIW JT Lightning Tournament winner Eric Taylor joining us. Uh, he, he's part of, he was part of a, a tag team, a little alone tag team called the Bitcoin Boys. So, 10:30 a.m. It's about 15 minutes from now. He's going to be joining us to talk about his big JT Lightning Tournament win, among other things. He's young to the business, so we're going to get all of the info out of him. We're going to see what makes him tick. And I'm going to ask them the important questions, the big questions. I got a lot here, so I'm looking forward to that. And by the way, if you haven't already, leave a thumbs up on the video. Drop us a like, a heart, whatever you're doing, if you're watching us here on YouTube.com slash FightfulOverbooked. Subscribe to us here on the channel. And of course, if you want to donate a super chat, that's super helpful too. It pays everyone not named Joel, Jeremy, and Kate here on the channel and gets our contributors uh, the well-deserved and well-earned money that they should be getting. Louie starts us off with the super chat thing. Swear jar, swear jar fund. Swear jar fund, I guess, is really what I'd call it today.
2: Yeah, that's that's my fault. That's my fault, all right? like it, That's what happens. Is like I slip like once and then it just rolls after that.
1: That's okay. Last night on the show that I do with Kate, that's back by the way. Joel and Kate at eight For is finally One week back, only. Pretty much. Uh, she she was dropping the f bomb left, right, and center, but she waited until the first five minutes were up, and then she let it tear. She keeps an eye on her, on the on the clock there.
2: Usually, I try to, but will you get me talking about these SpongeBob machines and everything. Like one, I'm very excitable about them. Way more excited about the SpongeBob machine than anything in wrestling anything who cares about wrestling give me all the spongebob takes and spongebob machines and two like they annoy me they annoy me because i can't get the gary card so it brings out just the the best and worst of me the spongebob machines
1: going back to mcdonald's is it uh isn't it mcdonald's season coming up or not mcdonald's, uh, Mc- oh, is McDonald's season? season it isn't yeah, it's true is it monopoly season coming up or is that in the spring they haven't done
2: that in a while i feel like, I don't think they like it went away for a little while and then it came back. And then it, I'm pretty sure like it's gone away again. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong and I haven't paid enough attention to it, but I feel like it's gone away oh. for a little while. Oh.
1: Food prices can be redeemed until no. Okay. McDonald's Monopoly. That's the UK. I'm just looking online now. McDonald's Monopoly. Do we have a time? No, nah, I don't have time on it.
2: I feel no. like it's been a while, everybody
1: yeah I think it's going on in the u k right now by the looks no, of it
2: cares about them
1: I know they haven't done anything useful yeah anyway uh what else do we we got we got a lot of got a lot of wrestling to talk about, I guess this is a pretty good weekend i mean content wise on the shows, there was some good stuff i mean the a w women 's division shine on uh on rampage and on on collision having main events uh you got the rock showing up, and we all have feelings about that. talked about it a little bit last night. Jay Cargill is, of course, still on top of the uh, the minds of many people. But uh, where should we start? Because we're going to be joined by Eric Taylor very shortly. But uh, what where we do we want to start? We want to just hit on the Jay Cargill stuff real quick and see what's going on there.
2: Let's Keep talking about Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, that's and Chuck E. Cheese yep. paying a hundred dollars worth for games or something that costs. It's the experience, and and the the you know, it's for the kids as well. I, I say literally just lyingly. Said... I just said lyingly Joel let me finish my sentence before you cut me off all right <laughs> who are you my ex Jesus Joel
1: well, I mean it could be all it takes is one good conversation <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness right, Listen, no, it's, it's
2: for the children they get the the Chuck E. Cheese experience out here uh and you can't buy the Spongebob cards anywhere. You got to win them. You got to win those things. I'm sure you can buy them on that eBay space. No, oh, I know. That's it's it's cowardly to go buy these things. You got to feel the sense of accomplishment to win, to win them.
1: You don't watch but these it- YouTube channels that are like retro gamers running around to flea markets and finding the holy grails of whatever they're collecting? Come on, that's a feeling.
2: No, no, it's not. not you, oh, maybe run around a flea market, but like if you just go on eBay and buy like the card, that's not that's no fun. No. What about when you find the best deal? That's what I love. No, you have to win it. You have to win the thing, if they okay, retro gamers don't they just go like they're trying to find a certain game though? Like they have to buy that. You can't like win the game at a machine like you can with these SpongeBob cards. Well,
1: you can. You can also you can do both. Like, you're, you're after those holy grails, but you're also, if you're a collector, some people are completionists, they're trying to, you know, get all of the games for a specific console that they collect for, or maybe they're, like, Nintendo head, so they're trying to get it for all of the Nintendo products that exist. There are people who have gone to, like, Dave & Buster's or gone to Chuck E. Cheese and been like, I'm locking myself here until I win the Nintendo Switch on this claw game or whatever game they're playing that... Gives out, you know the ones that you know. You press the button and it stops. And if you win the thing, it drops down. Like yeah, you know, yeah. Those games? yeah. So like, there are people who do that too. Uh, but really, I'm not going to drop that much money trying to win a switch on a, a game that's very difficult to to. Yeah. You know, run the you, you got to basically run all of the algorithms until it makes sense. Instead, I would rather just find it for cheap on
2: eBay and buy it. Right. That makes sense. If you're going after something like that, I'm going after a specific. SpongeBob card. Why am I? Gonna, there's no sense of accomplishment to go on eBay and like buy that. Uh, no, no, Joel, quit. This is this is this is you going against the norm and the conformity here of like ah, I'm just gonna do the easiest route possible. Of I'm just gonna buy this thing when you you don't you don't want to put in the work to get it on the coin dozer. No, I don't like this.
1: Why can't I put in the work to find it on the internet?
2: Because if you go to, let's see if we go to eBay right now, and try to get a uh, SpongeBob. What are type in SpongeBob cards. I guess.
1: God bless whoever makes it past the first 20 minutes of the show this week, really?
2: God bless you so much. Oh, They're like different. Oh, here we go. So yeah, Dave and Buster's SpongeBob uh, arcade game set without Gary. See, even they, this set doesn't even have a Gary. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> they it's know. $8. $8 without Gary. Oh, here. somebody Somebody does have a Gary. Rare Gary card. See, I can buy it for $12. That's so no fun,
1: though. $12 is less than you're spending for a day of play at Chuck e. There's Jesus.
2: no accomplishment to just buy it for $12. Like, oh, yeah, I got all of these like because I won them and I took the time and the effort. This one I just spent $12 for off of uh on eBay. There's no fun. There's no accomplishment with that. It ain't like I'm like, you know, reselling these these aren't like uh like baseball cards trading cards type of thing where it's like oh yeah i'll buy this for five dollars wait till the value goes up and resell it this is all just the fun of playing the coin dozer game and getting the accomplishment of winning these cards and feeling a sense of pride you should have seen it you should have seen it joel maybe my second greatest step parenting accomplishment of all time the first which will probably forever never be topped is uh getting getting the children to like the taylor swift Taylor Swift came on in the car, by the way, and they're like, "Oh, turn this up, turn this up!" Like, yeah, yeah, this is my power, my influence, right?
1: Ruined, here. ruined your wife's life just with that one eh, simple
2: product. She, she had a choice, Joel. Let's be honest, you know, she had a choice. Uh, so that's that's that that's that's one that won't won't be topped. The second one though, we're playing there, so there's two SpongeBob coin dozer machines right next to each other, and I'm locked into one of them. And then one of the kids is next to me. He know they they know how much I'd be loving the SpongeBob machine. They know oh, that's where Jeremy's going. He's next to me, and he's, he's playing the the coin dozer next to me. And like when he gets the uh, gets one of the cards, the pride and accomplishment he had in the card. So thrilled, thrilled that that he got one of these cards, just like just like his stepfather. He was so happy. And he was like, it was going out. He's like, oh, the one's right there. It's gonna fall. It's gonna fall. So much pride. You can't you can't replace that by spending twelve dollars on eBay, Joel.
1: No, nah, but they could just listen to Gojira instead, those kids.
2: Listen to what?
1: Never mind. I got a wonderful message from your partner.
2: <laughs> oh, I I yeah, some uh, made up band that doesn't <laughs> exist.
1: <laughs> uh, God bless. Anyway, <laughs> this is good stuff. Listen, this Did is we the-
2: watch it. So hold on. I know. Look, we're, we're joined. We're joined by Eric Taylor here in a few minutes. We're not going to dive deep into wrestling at this point. No, let's go uh,
1: deep as we can into the most important topic we've got and then completely get derailed by a wrestler.
2: No. Uh, oh. So a shock says UFC five game trailer just dropped Uh friend of the show. I mean, not really friend of mine. He's never been on this show. Friend of mine. Uh, Sammer just texted me as well. And he says, Dude, the UFC five game looks like shit. So, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna watch this UFC five trailer on air uh, and see. You're gonna get my live reaction to to this thing. Can someone like put a link? Because there's a couple different things. There's like the first look trailer. Is this what I'm supposed to be looking at here? Um, somebody, somebody send a link to this thing so I know which one. I think the only person I've seen is gonna be. Uh... It's going to be Ryan. What's
1: that? The, thing, the only person who can do that is Ryan, in terms of okay. sending. Unless they DM you specifically,
2: they can DM me. Um, I've seen like the official reveal trailer, which featured what do they call it? Like the cinematic footage that wasn't real gameplay footage. Um,
1: okay, so GameSpot trailers put out five minutes ago. So it just looks like it's the first look and new gameplay.
2: Okay, so first look. This thing came out a few days ago. I thought, what do you mean just dropped?
1: I, I'm just looking at stuff that, yeah, there's one from EA that's first look trailer. That's the one you're seeing. That's probably the
2: one. Okay, all right. Let's 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 look at this. First look trailer, gameplay and features. Daniel Cormier is doing the voice. It's very loud. You could probably turn it down. All this looks like c- cinematic footage. I don't want this.
1: Oh, that's what Mike Straw said, too.
2: All right, is this the is this the right one from Ryan? can I how can I, can go I like copy on, and paste yeah. this?
1: I don't think you can without bringing it up on the screen and even then you can't do anything about it.
2: That's not helpful, Joel
1: Well, you can just open up on the chat and then deal with the the talk back. This is just riveting content. I know I know this is just the best
2: <laughs> We're gonna everybody let's do a watch along of the uh UFC trailer okay everybody everyone can can join this with me all right there okay here we go i got it that was posted two hours ago yeah okay game official trailer yes all right here we go all right it's the same one all right so we're watching this okay are we am i all right so it's very nate mcdonald is speaking all right here we go this is as real as it gets joel
1: how real are we talking
2: it's powered by the Frostbite engine, which they had in Madden like a decade ago. Okay. Daniel Cormier is super hyped for this. They're they're just praising how good it looks graphically. Which I mean, it's 2023; it should look good graphically.
1: And it still looks like cinematic graphics, not like the actual. Yeah, gra- it's
2: still cinematic stuff. Like this doesn't actually teach me what the gameplay is here or how it's going to look. You know, when I'm playing, there's a lot of blood, a lot of blood here.
1: Didn't they hold, didn't they, they, they bumped the rating specifically so that they could do things like pull the blood on the mat and things like that. I think I remember Sean talking about that on select.
2: I mean, they must've because there's a whole lot of like blood and stuff. Okay. Now there's some actual gameplay footage. The the strikes look nice. I say that. Doesn't look like these people know how to play the game very well. They just kind of walk forward and throw.
1: That's pretty much like the UFC.
2: Eh, I mean, it, it, you know, I'd like to. I like to use some strategy and stuff. Go. they like got like calf kicks and stuff. This doesn't look terrible. I'm very scared about the ground game. The ground game, I'm worried about.
1: Well, that's usually what uh, the most important part of the the development is
2: can have doctor stoppages i hope that's not abused
1: it would be funny if it was though can the doctors call off the call off
2: yeah they can call off the fight
1: no 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 but i'm saying can they then reverse it
2: uh probably not i'd assume not seems bad you can beat someone so bad that the doctors just want to stop the fight huh Daniel, Daniel Cormier is trying to praise like the ground game, which has changed every single year because it sucks every year and nobody is happy with it after every year. So every year they're like, we got a new and improved ground system that's going to make things so much better and then everyone hates it. So I look forward to that. It looks cool. I don't know how it's going to play, but it looks okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to play it to be
2: honest they have cinematic replays in the game. People seem maybe excited about that. I don't know. Super slow-mo finishes, Joel. You love the UFC. We've talked about it on the show before. I know this is right up your alley.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the endeavor deal was specifically for me. I really, uh, really appreciate TKO. And now going to UFC fights on a
2: Saturday instead of a Sunday
1: for pay-per-views. Uh, daniel cormier is still champion right
2: you're i know you're excited yes daniel cormier is still champion online things. draws i'm sure that won't piss anybody off why would you want to go to an like an online draw that's just stupid just have a winner and a loser draws are yeah. dumb There was a draw uh in the fight this past weekend though so very timely see you can use bruce lee in this game joel
1: wasn't there a whole jean-claude van De- oh no that's mortal kombat Bruce Lee. You can use
2: alter egos. I mean, I guess that's cool. I don't know quite what that means.
1: Can I be any, can, not I, can my player be less problematic to society with those alter egos? Eh, depending on who you pick. No, <laughs> no comments.
2: There's a career mode. Seems bad. Where Valentina Shevchenko gives you advice and stuff. She'll teach you how to go to a draw. She went to a draw. That was the fight this past Saturday.
1: Can she teach you how to draw a house?
3: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading
2: brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. If you pre-order, you get Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, and Fedor Emelianenko, Mike Tyson, and Muhammad Ali probably got like no ground game. You should be able to submit them pretty easily. I was going to say, e- in the UFC.
1: UFC superstars, Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Yeah, Hall of Famers. I'm sure. All
2: right, the trailer. The, I think Sammer is just being a hater. The trailer is not as terrible as, uh, as, as he made it out to be. Gonna be honest there's still not a whole lot of gameplay stuff though there wasn't a lot of like raw gameplay on it still a lot of cinematic stuff there you go everybody watch along of the UFC 5 gameplay with very limited gameplay and features trailer John Joe's mini game that is just GTA honestly kind of awesome,
1: that awesome. <laughs> and <That's> <laughs> that was that was painful that exists
2: anyway are why you- didn't
1: you watch it with me Joel? because i just i just couldn't
2: all right do you want to watch a game trailer
1: no i do i don't i I don't i watched the super mario wonder game trailer that was great
2: you you can watch one if you would like
1: no no i i think i'm okay all right i I think i'm more than okay not to watch a game trailer online because or on on the air because a can't share it with anyone and b what are we gonna talk about really
2: it's the experience, Joel. You tell everybody you're watching it, and then everybody's like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna watch it with Jeremy."
1: Yeah, but we didn't send out the link to people, so clearly well, it was we-
2: right there. Ryan Sullivan posted it, so yeah, we, we did. tried, but we didn't really do a good job. No, Ryan posted it.
1: Mm. He did. Anyway, listen, this is getting awkward, and our guest is here, and I don't like making I don't like making guests or company feel awkward in our house, Jeremy. Okay, so if he's ready, he can give me a thumbs up, and we can get right to it. All right, he does it. See, that's the best part, is when he gives a thumbs up, or anyone gives a thumbs up in the back. Not you, Jeremy. Don't give a thumbs up. This is when we can do the big the big introduction, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very excited to have the AIW 2023 JT Lightning Tournament winner with us now. The one and only Eric Taylor's here. Hello. Congratulations. How's it going, guys?
4: Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on.
1: Oh, loves to have you. Uh, Jeremy, this, this was uh, your ask and your book, so I'm giving you first question.
2: Okay. Well, yes. Thank you for, for joining us today, Eric. I know it was a busy weekend for you. So right off the bat, just how was your overall weekend experience in winning the AIW JT Lightning Invitational?
4: Um, better than I ever could have imagined. Um, something that, you know, at this stage in my career, just coming off of a tag team run, um, I didn't think was going to be possible. And so being able to realize it this early on is... I couldn't even imagine it so it's it's been very very fun very good weekend
2: okay you beat west barkley in the first round mm-hmm. and then west barkley shows up on AEW mm-hmm. uh, i believe the following night he was on collision he was mm-hmm. getting beat so mm-hmm. you have a win over AEW star west barkley is how yep. i'm i'm taking that right
4: 100% 100% as it should be <laughs>
2: Uh, so you face Wes Barkley, you you share the ring with Chavo Guerrero, you face Alec Price, who uh, a lot of people are high on, myself included, uh, Mance Warner, another person mm-hmm. who's been on AEW TV, just being in the ring with with these guys in in a two day span, like you're, you're pretty, pretty young still in the business, just in a two day span sharing the ring with all this kind of talent, anything like you learned, picked up, whether it was in the ring or backstage from them? Um,
4: well Chavo, Chavo is one of those guys that I mean, his wrestling mind is just above everyone else, like tenfold. Um, and he was just doing some crazy stuff all weekend. Um, I mean, he uh a lot of times legends come in and they, you know, they kind of want to take it easy. They they don't really want to do too much, which is understandable. Um and Chavo was just open for everything. He was open ears, he was uh he was given ideas and and all this stuff, and and he he just couldn't have been uh, better. Um so with that, I think it was it was kind of humbling to know that you know people still care even though they've been to the highest of highs and you know been to the biggest stages and they still care. Um, <clears throat> as far as you know, what I learned, uh, I think that I, I I really got the experience needed in a single setting. Um, like I said, I we just got off of this tag team run that I was on for the past four years, pretty much most of my career. So, um, just being able to get more of that experience to you know be under the bright lights by myself um, was a just it, it was a great learning experience, and it was just a great experience overall.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna read a tweet to you that I need some uh, some answers. Mm-hmm. I guess my dad bonded with Chavo Guerrero over Elvis, and my mom invited Paul London to our hot tub while. <laughs> So two questions. One, talk about the the, the bonding over Elvis because I didn't know Chavo was such an Elvis fan. And two, uh, is Paul London your dad now?
4: <laughs> I had, you know, I had it when I was kind of trying to prepare for this interview. I knew that that tweet was going to come up, um, <laughs> so I was prepared for this question. So, so Chavo was wearing a Elvis T-shirt. So Elvis has this symbol, which we have the Elvis thing right here, but um. He has a symbol. It's like TCB with a lightning bolt. Um, I don't know why that symbol is like his thing. I think it's some sort of group that he might've been a part of back in the day or something. I I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, But my dad has it on his saddlebag on his motorcycle. And so I noticed it, that he was wearing it earlier. And I was like, Oh, like he's an Elvis fan. That's pretty cool. So we get through the night, we get through the tournament and everything. And uh, you know, just giving Chavo my thanks, you know, tell them, thank you for coming up. Thank you uh, for everything. Have safe travels, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't planning on going to the after party at all. Uh, We get back and I see my family and they're like, Hey, are we going to the after party? I was like, I guess, sure. I mean, I'm tired. I'm sore. I kind of want to just go home and sleep, but I guess we'll, we'll go. Um, So we're going and, you know, we go to the bar, we have fun, we're having some drinks or whatever. And uh, so Chavo's getting ready to walk past me. And I just, you know, I took my moment just to say, thank you again. And Um, you know, showing my appreciation towards him. I said, Hey, by the way, I love your shirt. I'm a big Elvis fan. This is my dad right here. He's a big Elvis fan. And, uh, so they introduced themselves to each other. They started talking about, he's like, yeah, I have it on my motorcycle, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of just took a step back and I was like, my dad is talking to Chavo Guerrero, like not something that I ever would have imagined myself witnessing, you know, like like willingly, just such a weird thing. Um, and so then fast forward, we get home and we were all kind of just like talking about the night as, as we usually do. And uh, so my sister was there also with her husband and my brother-in-law goes, yeah, I think that your mom invited one of the wrestlers into your hot tub. And I was like, what? I was like, which one? And my sister, <laughs> she's like, Uh, The one that came out singing and I was like, Paul London. I was like, my mom invited Paul London to the hot tub. Like what is, what was the context of the conversation? I forget what it was, but I was just like, if you would have told me that four years ago, like just, just one of those moments where you're just, just on cloud nine from it, just absolutely surreal happening twice. Two things just uh, couldn't have been happier. I mean, it was just, I was just smiling from ear to ear when I, when I heard that and when I, when I witnessed all of it. So.
2: Wait, did Paul London take the offer? Did you hang out in the hot tub with Paul? London? Hey,
4: I no, I didn't even know about it till I got home, but next time, oh. time I see him, I'll be like, Hey man, whenever you want, <laughs> whenever you want, <laughs> let's do it. So,
1: I'll give you, by the way, I'll give you your, your uh, Elvis, uh, lore: the TCB with the, with the lightning bolt taking care of business in a flash.
4: Okay. Fair, fair. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so we, uh, I mean, like I said over here. Um, my dad was always just like a really, really big Elvis fan. I grew up with this, so I listen to Elvis all the time. I love Elvis. Um, and so growing up, we would always listen to it. Like we would just hang out in the garage during the summers and just listen to it and talk or whatever, sit on the deck. And um, so I always like really loved it and I knew that like it was kind of his thing. I just didn't know ever really know why. So thank you for that.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Have you I've... seen this new Elvis movie? I guess not new at this point,
4: but the one with um with what's his name, Austin Butler? Yeah, yeah, I saw it like four times.
2: Okay, so so you're a fan of it?
4: Um, for the most part, I I liked it. I was not a fan of the modern music in it. I think right. they should have just kept it with the regular Elvis soundtrack and kept it that way. It was a different. It was different. Um, and they took a risk. Uh, just not a risk that I enjoyed. Which is fine. You know, it's a lot like wrestling. So different. Okay. Ice cream, like everyone says.
1: Now I'm gonna ask, what, how do you feel about Elvis impersonators, or is that something you're a fan of, or or what? Uh,
4: I've I've uh, I've never seen one in person. Um, it was that's actually funny. My my girlfriend's family had a big party with another family, and they they had like a joint party wherever they do it every year, and they had an Elvis impersonator there, and I guess they ran into some trouble with him. So that was really my that's my only experience with it. But I wasn't ever I wasn't even there. Um, So I don't know. Impersonation is always weird. If it's good, then yeah, do it. But it's like, it's never going to be the same, you know? So
2: just depends. We got to get you out to Vegas uh, for, (laughs) well, we'll we'll get a booking in Vegas, get you you a wrestling show and then plenty of Elvis impersonators. Yeah. Um, How'd you get started at at AIW? They're, they're big. I'm in Ohio as well. And they're Mm -hmm. uh, to me, top, uh, top organization in Ohio and you're you're young starting out your career, but how'd you get started with AIW?
4: Um, so we just, we found long story short, we found the Academy and started training there. Um, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys heard of Chuck stone. Chuck stone was in the tournament this past weekend. Um, me and Chuck went to high school together. So he was two years ahead of me. He graduated. Um, he was in college. I was getting ready to graduate. He's like, Hey man, I'm going to start finding schools. Um, we always talk about wrestling and so we found a place when I was still a junior, and lied about my age on it, so we went to a tryout. Um, it was it was fine. We got in the ring for the first time. Still, just one of those one of those moments you'll never forget. You're just like I'm in a wrestling ring, <laughs> like just a really cool moment. Um, and then I was like, I have to graduate high school first. Like I, I at least have to do that for myself. Um, <clears throat> so, in long story short, go and getting ready to graduate high school. I was originally planning to just go through college completely before I even started. And Chuck was like, Hey man, I found this place called AIW. You want to go scout it? We're like, yeah, sure. So we went to a couple of shows. We're like, this place is nuts. Like we, we see like Jeff Jarrett, Raymond Rowe, like all these like stars. And uh, we were like, we have to go for this. We can't not take this opportunity. This place is insane. So we did it. And long story short, you know, here we are. So
1: was uh, I'm reading that Dominic Arena was one of your trainers? That uh, is that true? Yeah. So you two had a, a banger of a match in 2021. It was a 20 minute time limit draw. Talk to mm-hmm. me about that experience. Not only wrestling your trainer, but wrestling at AIW, a place that really you you're getting your start in.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that w- that's one that uh, that's one that I always love to look back on because it was just again one of those things where so we were still kind of in a tag team, me and Mikey, and so getting to have like a showcase of a singles match like that was it was a huge opportunity and it was nerve wracking, but it was such a good experience to learn how to how to how to go that long and, you know, make it entertaining and make it, you know, you know full. Um, <clears throat> I always tell the story like I, I started I started bleeding in that match because I got hit in the nose. And it was the first time I started bleeding in a match. And I was like, dude, what is this? Um, so like, I'm like losing a ton of blood from my nose, um, come down from a power bomb. And I, I was just loopy and I, I smack my head, get turned around into submission. And it was, it was supposed to be this finish where like the bell's ringing. And then, then I start tapping. Right. So it was supposed to be this draw and I'm shoot passing out. Like, I'm like, dude, oh my, like, I'm like passing out from like pain and like blood loss. And I hear the bell and I'm like, thank God. I'm like, holy shit but uh that that is one of the most fun matches i think that i've ever had just because it just the the story with it and you know the fact that it was a it was a time limit draw i mean uh me and him always go back to that one we're like dude like if that was in front of a crowd though like dang cuz it was one of those one of those like covid shows we're like man if that was in front of a crowd i think it would have just absolutely crushed so
2: who so you mentioned nearly shoot passing out uh, against Dominic Garini, you've been in the ring with a uh, few people who have hit pretty hard. Uh, Josh Bishop, he, he's been on the show. And a lot of people, t- Mick Stiffy out there. Uh, Tom Waller, who, who's hit you the hardest?
4: Um, someone this weekend. I don't know who, but my jaw is yes. sore, man. Like, <laughs> I was trying to eat a granola bar before this, and I, like, my, like, I couldn't like, chew right. Like, I'm like, dude, who hit me? So so it was one of the people that I wrestled this weekend. I just don't know who it was. I don't know when it happened. It was probably Sam Holloway, dude. He's freaking nuts, but, or Mance Warner, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it could have been any one of them, but. Yeah, I was going to put the blame on old Mancer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, so you're, 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 you're young in your career and let's go back to 2021 Effie's big gay brunch. Mm -hmm. You were in Perros twink hunter tag team gauntlet. With her tagging part of the Bitcoin Boys, uh, Mikey Montgomery. What talk to me from soup to nuts? Getting that particular booking and then working a show like Effie's Big Gay Brunch, which is like totally different from your right. traditional pro wrestling card.
4: Yeah that that was uh that was definitely something different for me. Um, so funny story. My how do I? So my my sister's friend from high school lives down in Tampa. And so he just moved down there and I, I told him that I was coming down for a show. I was like, Hey, come to the show. And he was like, sure. So he's there. And, um, you know, he sees some of the stuff that's going on before and he's like, this is, this is interesting, man. This is interesting. I'm like, yeah, just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. <laughs> like it's, it's definitely not your traditional wrestling show, but like it's, it's entertaining as hell, you know? Um, and he sees it and he was like, dude, that was so much fun and i was like cool like you you're not you're not sitting here and 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 judging me from it. because some people will come to shows just regular shows even and just be like hey like this is really weird and you're like yeah i know <laughs> but you love it right um and that was that was something too like um i don't know if this is bad to say but so so being in that backstage area um so like i'm i'm straight right like i i you know and and from what I heard when we were going through all that is, you know, it's, it's a show to showcase a lot of, you know, these, these gay performers and the performers for the LGBTQ community and everything. And, you know, so I'm backstage and I'm like, man, like, I don't necessarily fit here. You know, I don't, I don't want to step on any toes and I don't want to be like taking spots away from some of those other people. Um, But, you know, Pero and Odinson were just, they were, they were really good too. I mean, they were, they were just so welcoming to all of us and, and so nice to all of us and and they were giving, I mean, they, they were just really good guys. Um, and so that was, yeah, that was a fun experience. And just to be able to go down to Tampa for WrestleMania weekend. I mean, that's um, that's a huge honor in my book. So.
2: Effie and the, you know, big day brunch is a uh, one, you know, you're straight, but it's, including everybody and that's the, the whole thing we uh yeah. effie has been on a few shows and the whole thing is just like it's just a giant party it doesn't matter yeah. gay straight exactly. just everybody's just here to party
4: right and that was that was like what well, you know getting towards the end of the show i was like dude this is just a it's just a huge it's a bash like it's yeah. i mean he, he he named it the the exact right way and effie's another one man like every time i see him he's just such a nice guy he's so he's so pleasant um he just has such a presence about him and uh you know, I always just I just try to make it a point, to just go up, give him a hug, just be like, hey man, like how you doing. Um I haven't seen him in a in a minute, but I I, I love that guy. He's awesome.
2: Uh the pandemic when, you know, it was a it was a tough time for everybody. But you just starting your res- wrestling career in like 2019, and then very shortly after, you get hit with the the pandemic. You have to kind of take time off because I know AIW wasn't really running shows during that time. Mm. Um how just what was that like going from okay, just kind of getting started, getting my feet wet and everything, and now we got to stop almost immediately?
4: Yeah, that was, uh, I think it, it was hard on everyone for sure. Um, there was some positives in the fact that it got me in the gym, so that was cool. Um, I got so bored that I just started just doing curls and eventually just, you know, was able to beef up a little bit, which I think helped me overall, but, um, it was definitely mentally taxing because you're like, man, like I, I use wrestling as an outlet, you know, for creativity and for all this stuff. And, um, you know, if I'm stressed, I get to take out my stress or whatever. And, you know, so not having that for a while was, was definitely mentally taxing. And then you start thinking like my career just lost a whole year, like not even from something in your control. it's not like you got like injured or something or whatever. Like, it's just, there's this crazy freak thing that happened and, so going through that, then you start to, you're just like, I just need something. I need to do anything and everything that I, that I can to, to get there. So, you know, you see, you start taking some of these backyard bookings and, you know, these places that are just running in, in driveways just to get some, some reps in because you haven't gotten reps in how many months. And, uh, that was one of those things that kept us going at that point because, you know, we were traveling down to, up to Michigan and, You know the Detroit area and everything, just doing all these backyard bookings, and that was really what got us our reps at that time to give us, you know, some sort of uh, learning experience to kind of bridge us to when we were getting out of the pandemic. So I'm just trying to stay busy at that time, you know.
1: All right, we're going to do this kind of hot one style. Explain that, Graham. I'm going to pull up a photo of you at a show last year. You were dressed up as John Cena, Doctor of Thugonomics. First of all, we'll talk about your love of John Cena, but I also want to know, as Halloween approaches this year, who do you want to dress up as this year for your big cosplay?
4: Ooh. Um, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it yet. Are we talking like like wrestling cosplay or just like Same. in general?
1: Anyone you want? It's it's your listen. Ooh. It's your gimmick. You can do as you want.
4: Right? Wow, man! I don't know. That's uh, I haven't thought about it yet. Usually, it just comes to me like the week of, and then I have to scramble to find something and like put something together. um But yeah, I don't know. I uh, huh. That's interesting. Maybe I'll do Elvis. Maybe I'll be an Elvis impersonator this year.
2: There we go. I'm gonna do cool. it
4: on you know, try to bring out some moves. I have no. I can't dance at all, but we can try. <laughs>
1: Neither could hockey talk, man. But he made an entire career out of doing Yeah. It so, yeah. Yeah. so what, what about the John Cena attire? Like, what what made you want to do that whole gimmick?
4: Um, thinking back on it, what did I? What was I thinking? I think, uh, I think for that that was right after I started doing like my version of the five knuckle shuffle, and then. I wanted to wear my Trinity Jersey. That was my, that was my high school football Jersey. And then I was like, let's just go all out and just be John Cena. Let's just go for it. You know? Um, So I was like, all right, how can I do this? So I'm basic Thugonomics John Cena. So I got the Jersey. I have the shorts. I have the hat. And I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if I could do like the knuckle things. But I was like, how do you even do that? So I just cut pieces of cardboard up and then just wrapped tape around it and just drew bright future on it. Just to, and uh, it's one of those things where it's like it's so stupid like you know like it's it's not supposed to be a serious thing you know and um so i thought it was pretty funny i i enjoyed it uh some of my friends laughed
2: at it but i don't know i thought
4: it was cool
1: i liked it that's why i brought it up
2: <laughs> <laughs> very very important john cena related question will you ever be caught in the next man's sweater I saw that tweet from you. I saw <laughs> when you messaged me. I, I went back. and I saw. Oh, that's not good. Oh
4: no! Pe- please don't check my time. <laughs> I was like, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Um, I don't think I. I don't think I can be right. I, be a whole I don't think I ever will be.
2: Uh, my last one. Oh man. Uh, my last one for you, Eric. Be- being from Ohio, myself, I I moved here. Um, uh, not against my will, but you know it's, it's Ohio. A lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about Ohio, sometimes myself included. Say something nice about Ohio. Where's like a nice spot to visit? Just something good about Ohio? Um, something good about Ohio.
4: I think that our summers can compete with any summer in the country. Um, I think that I think uh, Cleveland is very, very underrated. I think that the flats have, have been uh, renovated a ton. Um, being in the downtown area is beautiful. Um, I love Ohio. I friggin' love it. I mean, I I don't want to. I don't want to leave it. Um, I think that there's there's a lot of play, dude. If you go to like the Solstice Steps in Lakewood, that's beautiful. I mean, there's a ton of beautiful spots to go. So I don't know. People give Ohio a lot of crap, but it's better than like Pittsburgh.
2: So. <laughs> Pittsburgh, oh. Pittsburgh. Now we're gonna get a Pittsburgh war. I appreciate that. Yeah,
4: good. We played the Steelers that. tonight, man. So I gotta. That
2: is true. That is true. See, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a Panthers fan. Moved from North Carolina, so my team's playing tonight at like seven, and yeah. then the the wife yeah. is from Ohio and she's a Browns fan, so she's playing yeah. at eight. So here you go, you
4: guys football. get the, the full double header. Sam yeah. Holloway is a Panthers fan too. I was making fun of him.
2: I mean that's fair. There's not a whole lot of celebrating going on in in Panthers land right now. Yeah. So Bryce Young's gonna be good though. Hopefully, hopefully. The first game was a tough one. Tough one. One game. One game. One game. As a rookie, he's a rookie. Uh, Yeah. See, I'm a
1: Canadian, so I have no dog in the fights.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Canadian
1: football. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. Eric, Eric. Oh, god, Joel. Oh, I was going to say thank you for joining us, I, and I feel like next time we have you, I'm going to be asking you a bunch of Beatles questions because uh, that, that's, that's high on my list, but I know we, we only have so much time with you and we want to be respectful of that. So uh, thank you. Eric Taylor, the AIW JT Lightning Tournament, Im- Invitational Tournament winner. It's more than a mouthful to say. Uh, congratulations once again. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to watching you bloom and blossom into this fantastic wrestler
4: you've become. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you guys for having me.
2: Yeah, let everybody know where they can find you at as well, yep.
4: Eric. So uh, kind of really, – oh, other side. Right here at future Too bright on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you guys feel so inclined to buy some merch, you want to buy a T-shirt, buy a hoodie, buy a hat, um, it's going to be future brightbigcartelcom So you can find me all three of those places and TikTok too if you want to follow me on TikTok. Same place. There, you
2: go. there it is. There you go. Thank you, Eric. Thank, Thank you for joining very us. much. Cheers go everybody eric taylor fresh off of his jt lightning invitational tournament victory this weekend um oh, man, that's unfortunate that i messaged him to be like hey can you, you want to come on the show and he checks my twitter i guess to like verify that i am who i say i am and like one of the first he's, tweets he sees is i like john cena will never be caught in the next man's letter <laughs> Uh, I hope all these wrestlers who like I message of like, Hey, want to come on our show? Don't go to my Twitter and see all like the dumb stuff that I tweet. That would, that would suck. I feel like they still want to come on our show after that, I guess is a good sign.
1: That's kind of where I was going with that is that they're still, they're still willing to join us. And on top of it, they'll probably see like, Oh, Bojangles in Ohio. Let's see what this is about. Let's see what this (laughs) review. Oh, okay. He's honest. He's not just being a troll. Okay, let's go. And there you right. go. You only half told it. It's fine. It's good. Go check that out, by the way. If you know Jeremy's handle on the internet, go find it. And it's on it's on his Twitter, okay? Go join him. I
2: yes, I did, I did review, as I said on Friday. We were going up to the Bojangles for my birthday. We did go to the Bojangles in Ohio. Everyone can watch my review if you care about that kind of stuff. Joel, we've we've done the show for about 50 minutes now, and we have not talked about. Any type of wrestling. Should we just keep that going? Should we that's do no true. wrestling today?
1: We could listen. I got to put over Eric Taylor. That was a very very fun conversation. It was uh, a, a. I knew it was going to be fun. It was a lot more fun than I thought it would be, which is not like that, that's. A, I think in a lot of ways, it's a compliment. We uh, we covered a lot of ground and got a lot of really fun stories. So uh, thank you, Eric. That was that was a lot of fun. It's good stuff.
2: All right, so let's talk about the big news of the week. Yep, Joel. Ricky Starks hit his pose in the middle of the giant swing. What a guy Ricky Starks is.
1: There was the video that went around, not only of that, but also of him ducking Phoenix's, uh, it was was one of his kicks way back. Yeah, his
2: little spin kick. And then
1: then Ricky spins around and does it too. Like if this is going to be the Ricky Starks special, all about it. If it's going to be the Ricky Starks Easter egg, then that's perfect because he nailed it this past week. That was a lot of fun. I
2: loved it. He's he's so good, so so good. Uh, looking forward to his match against Danielson. Texas deathmatch. Match. Texas deathmatch. Match. In <laughs> where are they they're in like they're in New York. They're no, no, they're up, in Detroit. It's... They're in Detroit. Yes, yeah. it's, it's
1: remember it's it's AEW Grand Slam Rampage yeah. and AEW Grand Slam Dynamite and then yeah. AEW Grand. Rapids
2: collision. I hope. I hope Danielson tweets. Where is the Texas death match? Because <laughs> he can't. Because Ricky can't respond in Texas. You big dumb bitch. He's got to respond in Grand Rapids uh, for some reason. It's a Texas meth. Te- Texas meth match. Uh, Texas death match. <laughs> that's, in... No, that's
1: Hawaii. That's the Hawaii meth match. <laughs>
2: It's a Texas death Match in Grand Rapids, they couldn't call it the Detroit Death Match. like that kind of rolls off the tongue.
1: It's a little too on the nose if you go there. Detroit's not exactly a uh, a, a spot you want to visit too often.:
2: Grand Rapids Death Match.
1: Battle Creek Death Match. RVD's coming back
2: for an RVD is coming back. That's pretty sweet. Who's RVD gonna face? Who cares? He should win. What if he does bring back Jack Perry? This is how you bring back Jack Perry. That's back.
1: I would actually love that because the discourse would just be great and make it the main event of the episode.
2: Yeah, that's how that's how uh, that's how Van Dam gets his dub back as well. It'll be about a month, uh, just shy of a month since All In. If you bring back Jack uh, on Saturday, so it's fine. It's okay.
1: Meanwhile, CM Punk trolling the audience, telling people he's got two months, two and a half months. Whatever. Yeah, that he's,
2: he's got a few months free, and then we shall see with old, old uh, Philip, see what he's doing out there. So he yeah, he's some, back commentating, doing some commentary. Good on him.
1: He puts himself out there, and then so does The Rock on Friday after you and I went off the air. They're in Colorado. It's uh, Pat McAfee, the Rock's on the show. College Game Day is, of course, part of the reason why they did that because Pat hosts College Game Day on Fox, and then you've got the Rock, who was, I think, that it was the guest picker for the show. Either way, Rock was going to be on the College Game Day broadcast the
2: next day, right? Yeah, yeah. It's because I mean, look, look, this was just a con, a perfect storm concoction. Yes, right. Because yeah. nobody is going to Colorado. For a Colorado, Colorado State game that was at ten o'clock in the evening on the East Coast. By the way, they do not they do they don't do college game day of like hey let's let's go to this town the city of a ten o'clock game. It's usually the prime time game or one of the the early games because then you can get the crowd all fired up and everything. Deion Sanders was the reason that everyone was in Colorado. Deion Sanders, uh, Colorado football coach, they were there wwe again perfect storm just happened to be in denver ball arena home of the 2022 stanley cup champion colorado avalanche wwe just happened to be in denver that friday night so it was just Dion being the coach college game day wwe was there obviously wwe was anywhere else in the world none of this happens so it was just it all came to, to colorado perfect storm of things on Friday, and you know, Rock was on McAfee's show and was like, Yeah, WrestleMania 39, it was locked, but then we couldn't come up with creative for it. I want to know what that conversation was like. Well,
1: Rock, we got a great idea. Uh, it's gonna be you, is that and Michael it, Hayes, yeah, it is. It's gonna be you, Roman Reigns, dude, do, dude, do, do, and uh. You're you're uh, you're going you're going to lose, and, and Roman Reigns is going to continue holding that belt because Roman doesn't want to drop it yet, and uh, Paul Paul seems to think so uh, as well. So, what do you think? Which Paul? Yes, Paul Hammond. Remember? Okay. The story? No, I know, but I, I'm
2: I'm just saying it could be Paul Triple
1: H. H- uh, no, yeah. well, the, him too. Okay, fine. The Pauls think that uh, which Pauls? Logan Paul. <laughs> All the Pauls, they all believe that maybe uh, you don't need the championship to to, to go on. uh do, do do. What do you think? And he says, "Well, okay, Michael, I, I respect you greatly, and uh, I don't know why he's up to Obama. That's weird." Anyway, The Rock says he's not going to work WrestleMania 39. According to him, he's not going to do it. Uh, the things didn't line up, and the the story and the what. I I sat there and I was um, I was very cynical of it. I talked about it last night on Joel and Kate. I don't want to get into. it. Pardon, you're a hater. A little bit, yeah. Aaron Paul's Chimit. the other one. Paul London wasn't a fan of doing this either. Uh, Paul Bear, bless his soul, came down from the heavens and said, oh, "I don't think this is right." And uh, yeah, I, I, I felt how I felt about The Rock showing up on college game day during the during the the, the layoffs and the releases and taking away for whatever. Like it, it took away from that story, which is I, I don't want to get into that because I've kind of moved past that. Um, my feeling on Friday, Wait, it
2: took. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah,
1: cuz my, my general feeling was like all this shit's going down and the merger is complete and people are getting fired and now you're going to completely take away like in, in in the wrestling media scape, you're you're going to completely take away from the coverage of, you know, people are kind of doom and glooming it and Rock is like, "So WrestleMania 39, we uh, we almost did a thing." And yeah, it takes away completely. And and people got, you know, they got amped up and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like, "Okay, sure, whatever." Rock, you you Talk about that. Talk about how much Black Adam made and, and tell me how you're supposed to save the DC universe. I didn't have much to think coming out of it because I'm like, it's something that you thought was supposed to happen but didn't happen. So really it's much ado about nothing, but you're talking about old plans and it just, it didn't do it for me, Jeremy. I, I, don't, I didn't get as hyped wow. up as other people seem to have been.
2: I mean, it was a it was a big deal, that him saying this, how much of it is true, a different story of, yeah, we were going to do it, and then why they didn't do it. They, they wanted to create something epic, monumental, earth-shattering. Just a match at WrestleMania was not going to be enough. They, they had to do this giant, they had to do cinema. That's what they wanted to do, right? Actual cinema with The Rock and, and Roman Reigns, and they could not come up. With actual semina, semina, uh, actual cinema for The Rock and Roman Reigns. And now, oh, WrestleMania 40 might be on the table. Okay, well, you know, we'll see if that's what happens. But then he showed up, he actually showed up on SmackDown. I think a lot of people were surprised. I know Sean had the report that, like, we've been told. The people on McAfee's show are saying this it's wrestling you can always say these things but when McAfee came out there to start admitting he was high as hell bless him uh then Austin Theory comes out there the Rock's music hit look man the the pop was the pop I'm a fan of, of the rock uh I was like oh shit Rock's out here let's go it was good to see him. It was good to see him back. Is it going to be anything more? It, was it going to be... Are they going to do something at WrestleMania 40? I know Steven Jensen and the rest of the Cody-verse is freaking out that, oh no, Cody's shot is gone. Rock's going to be there at Mania. I think you can do a triple threat match. I kind of I hinted at such before, but I think I had Rollins in the match, not Rock. Um, do something like that for, for WrestleMania 40. There are options if Rock wants to work. I don't know if Rock actually wants to work. I do find it hilarious that Brian Gwirtz was like, Rock probably ain't showing up on WWE TV during the writers' strike and the actors' strike and everything. The first chance Rock is in WWE or in the same town, Rock's just showing up. He's, did, a, he's showing up. Did
1: you see the meme that went around when Cena and Rock were face to face, and it's just they look at each other and say, "Actor strike."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, it, it was it was good to see him though. It was good to see him. Now I'm gonna be negative, Joel. I'm gonna take your stance. I'm gonna be hater. Like let's you, go, Joel. Joel. All
1: right, let's go. The viewership's about to go through the roof.
2: If this is the rock that's coming back to step two, our tribal chief, put your ones up, Joel. Joel, put your one up. There you go. Acknowledge. If this is the rock that's coming back to step two. Our tribal chief getting cooked, getting massacred on the microphone. This man was repeating himself. He had to use the sensors and all of this stuff. This man's getting destroyed by the tribal chief. If if this is who's going to come back. This is why he didn't want to come back at Mania 39. He didn't have the material to come back for Roman Reigns. He's just repeating he's like the the rock the, the rock is out here and you know th- this is the rock show this is this is what the rock does what the people want he said this about 13 times we get it and we couldn't hear half the promo because you got it all bleeped on Fox Rocky getting Roman's also, getting this man out of here
1: also like let's talk about originality he took a he took a gimmick and a chant that he did once before in 2002. He did it to Vince McMahon during the draft. Go back and watch it. Like they did, and it was it was funny as hell at the time because that's great crowd control, and that's just great, like that's great banter. Doing it in 2023. Again, I get that you know, people are you know 20, 20, 21 years older. They you know it's a different time, but you can't just rust on your laurels like that, Rock. You gotta have some new stuff. You know, Kate made the joke that uh when when John Cena and The Rock saw each other, you were gonna like pan out and it was gonna be Rock looking at his wrist and being like, <laughs> "Ah, John Cena, nice to see you again," or something like that. And and that's uh, that's pretty much as good as you can get was just to get meta with it. But I agree with you, Roman Reigns would absolutely destroy The Rock. And I I kind of had that feeling when people started talking about Roman Rock at, at WrestleMania 39 when people were like, "What if? What if? What if?" I was like, "Well, the promos aren't gonna be great because." Roman Reigns is super serious about his standing and his belief of being head of the table and being travel chief and being the champion. Rock doesn't come in as serious rock. He very rarely does now. He comes in, he does his shtick, he tells his jokes, calls someone a, a, a something or other that's very questionable, and then he does the rock bottom and the people's elbow. We can't do that with Roman Reigns. And you especially can't do that with Roman Reigns and the WWE Undisputed Championship. Because that title is top of the tops in WWE world. That Whoever gets think, that needs to be the guy moving forward.
2: I think Rock is smart enough to know he can't do that against Roman Reigns. I would hope he is smart enough to know this. When he does these appearances now, this is his first one since 2019. 2019, he did the, the Baron Corbin thing with, uh, with Becky Lynch. This was Austin Theory. You can get away with this stuff with Baron Corbin and Austin Theory, right? Like, you don't, he doesn't need to bring his top notch cinema material with these guys. He can go out there and play the hits, and everybody's going to love it. Like, yeah, this is great. Sure. I'm fine with it. But if you do a program with Roman Reigns, no, you're right. You can't, you can't do this. With Roman, you can do it a little bit. You ain't got to go full on super serious rock. That, that takes away a little bit from what the Rock, who the Rock is. But you can't, you can't play it the entire program with, with though with this kind of one off type of stuff. That's all the crowd wants to see anyway. So for that, I had no issue, no issue with it. That was a fine segment. I thought it was a lot of fun. Anytime you can see the Rock, anytime the Rock, the the star presence, the charisma unmatched right unmatched that man comes out there the the pop when the music hits the pop when he enters and people see him it's like oh he's actually here you know unmatched kind of just the way he carries himself
1: and his social media guy behind him getting in the shot with his light blue jacket with his camera Uh, just kidding yeah (laughs) yeah. that was fantastic like someone telling Sean like gorilla just grew five times as large right now (laughs) for this moment uh funny stuff
2: so he can do that on these one off appearances. If you're gonna do an actual program, you do need a little bit more from The Rock. And that that's what does interest me in a rock and Roman program, besides the fact that it's just it's the rock. Like I, I am interested to see what the rock in a program looks like in 2023. Because when he faced Cena, and this was a decade ago, everybody, this was 10 years ago when he did the Cena stuff. Got cooked then! He got cooked by the goat John Cena during those promos They're writing his promos on his wrist and everything getting called out by Cena. Cena destroyed him in this program. So I'm very interested to see what, what a program with Roman and rock looks like in 2023, potentially 2024. I don't know if we're going to see it. I'm not getting my expectations that high. I think it, it was nice to see him on Friday. And honestly, it honestly was a lot of fun. It was, you know, Rock didn't come around very often. He teases it a lot. He still clearly loves the WWE. He talks about the WWE universe, its family. He loves it so much. You'll know After he had the seven bucks, WWE has now turned him into 700 million bucks. But like an actual program, are we going to see that? I don't know. I'm not getting my expectations that high. Just not doing it. One more thing on this. Can we stop with the Austin theory? Of just... Austin Theory, they're putting him in these positions. They, They Clearly so much for him. It's so great. They clearly think so highly of him. They put Baron Corbin in this same position. They gave Baron Corbin the end of Kurt Angle's career. They put Baron Corbin with Vince, Stephanie, Triple H. Of course, they then made him take the blame for the failing ratings and everything. They put these guys in this position and get them looking like dorks because they don't have plans for them if they want to put a guy in this position that they want to succeed do a Grayson Waller thing because th- that guy ain't getting buried in these promos he can stand up and fight for himself in these promos theory just looks like a dork when he keeps getting put in these spots I well I'm not saying theory was completely buried or anything like that. There's still a very good chance that theory is going to be the future of the business and everything. They put him in this spot because they know people don't like him. He's a heel that's just going to continue to be booed and they can just can they can have the legend come in and be like, "Yep, you suck." and get the big pop and then they don't have to rebound anything with theory.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of where I was going to go. Is that it's, there's a level of trust there, not only in the talent to just do what they're supposed to do, and that's really what Theory does. He comes out, and he's going to get booed, and he's going to get heat, and the crowd's not going to suddenly turn on the rock, because Austin Theory just isn't liked by the crowd. And that's, that's okay. Lean into that. That's fine. Um, but also, you know, the, the level of trust that the company has that he's going to do exactly as he should – I think that that's helpful that's good does it mean superstardom like you said baron corbin not exactly the super duper superstar however longevity does exist baron yeah. corbin stuck around and continues to work and continues to have spotlight uh stories on wwe tv he doesn't need to be main event he's never been you know a world champion he's never been a real long-term champion for anything but longevity exists and that's that's how you keep a paycheck that's how you live comfortably some people are okay with that so i get what you're saying um, i don't i don't see it as like oh they're they're bringing him in and they're giving him all this you know the, these opportunities in so, you can make the argument it's an opportunity because you're on tv with the biggest stars of the day but it it really does become what you make of those opportunities afterwards you know and one thing Austin Theory that I I think he actually does well is that because he plays such a delusional idiot he can come out of this and be like just like Grayson Waller already he did it for him he's like my boy Austin Theory stepped up to the rock and beat his ass and it's like you should have let Austin Theory have that that should have been theory's line to come out later that night or the next week and just be like i beat the rock's ass on the microphone i you know did this did that and of course it's just delusional heel work and people will be like oh my god this guy's such a dickhead they they didn't do that and then they gave it to grayson waller instead which like that part was kind of annoying but uh, yeah that's kind of where i'm at with the the austin theory feeling i don't know if you have waller
2: has a higher ceiling 100 percent austin theory and look there's nothing wrong with being the Miz or Baron Corbin if you're Austin Theory. That's fine. Like you said, longevity, steady, steady in what they get to do, steady in what they do. But let's not pretend that Austin Theory is is going to be, you know, uh, Seth Rollins out here. Let, let's not pretend that he's going to be the guy that's going to carry the company, Roman Reigns. it ain't him. It's not. He's... It's fine. He's Baron Corbin. He's the Miz. Nothing wrong with that spot. Nothing wrong at all. Hey, look, He's doing, he's getting, the fact that he's getting the screen time, the fact that he's trusted in these roles, that certainly does say something. But I just don't see him as like the face of the company type of thing.
1: He's still very young. Uh, That's a blessing and a curse. And again, it took Roman Reigns, you know, 10 years almost. To get it to the point where he's at now, and I'm not saying that Austin Theory is going to get to that point, but I'm saying there is an opportunity if you, if you find those spots and you put in that work and you do what you're supposed to do, then I think there's opportunity for a guy like him.
2: Roman Reigns had to hello, Sean. You like man, like your <clears throat> Brian Danielson tribute shirt. Thanks.
1: There it is. I was waiting. I was taking our time here.
2: What kind of eggs are these?
1: Looks like uh, scrambled.
3: I'm oh. Scrambled.
2: Okay.
1: What's uh? What do we got in this? Is this some red pepper in
2: there?
3: Just straight up eggs. Mine. That's something I'm working on.
2: Mm. You seem you you all right? Everything good?
3: I'm great. I'm great.
2: Okay. I know. I know. Tough weekend with the yeah. Yeah. I uh, I
3: I don't let stuff like that, like the Cincinnati Bengals, control my mood. Yeah. There's only so much I can do, and uh, my life is witnessing people being exceedingly weird over things they can't control on a daily basis. So yeah, I'm not going to let the Cincinnati Bengals and Calfgate gate uh, affect my mood.
2: <laughs> okay. You know, just checking in, just checking in on you. That's all.
3: Jeremy, we're really goddamn good at this. You know that?
2: Yeah, I agree. I like when Sean comes over here to put me over. That's all I'm going to
3: say. I'm just, I'm real. just saying, I'm just saying like Jeremy is by far, the best at what he does, and last week like we broke two we we broke two pretty big stories. We didn't like you know anonymously hint at them without putting our names on them or faces on them or anything like that. We said, hey, yeah jade's leaving a e w and by the way, looks like the rock's gonna show up on Smackdown too.
2: Are you getting fifty dollars for that Jade? Will you donate fifty dollars?
3: <laughs> <for $50? laughs> oh, yeah, I'll donate to fifty dollars. listen. What people were acting weird about that. So for I don't know if you guys talked about it on the show, but Raj Geary, no who, Raj Geary, my former boss at Wrestling Inc. Uh, said, uh, "Anybody want to bet that Jade doesn't go to uh, or doesn't leave AEW?" <laughs> I'm like, me, I reported it. <laughs> so yes, I mean anything's possible until the ink dries on a WWE contract. She could anything could happen legitimately. But, I mean, I know specifically what he's talking about because he reached out to me and and tried to, you know, be like, hey, I heard she signed with, or re-signed with AEW. And I said, that's great. I didn't. And the people that I talked to definitely <laughs> would have been aware if she had resigned, and definitely would have been aware if she wasn't coming to WWE because I got this phone call about... I'll tell you exactly when I got this phone call about when she... <laughs> when she uh left one uh, no, no 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 let's see let's see let's shake that 108 in the morning
1: i was so asleep at that point
3: <laughs> 108 in the morning and while i was on the phone with this person i got three confirmations and then got another one as soon as uh it was off so i looked at that As someone trying to undermine a story that I had actively worked on and surprisingly got very, very quick uh, context and confirmation on. And I was like, you know what? Once upon a time, not that long ago, I was pulling 60 hour weeks for this guy. And not making very much money to do it. I won't say how much, but it was less than what he spent on Taylor Swift tickets per year.
1: (laughs) God bless. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'll say that. So I looked at that and I said, I feel like I should get some fucking money for this bet. I feel like I should be paid out. I don't care about
2: any side bets he had. I broke the story. Let
3: me just, saying. I'm just say it.
2: We didn't talk about it on the show. We, I think we got a super chat or somebody in our mentions uh, Thursday when we were doing Spotlight. And somebody was like, oh, Raj says this. And Jensen and I were just both like, going to trust Sean on this one. No it's no a Raj, but like going to trust what Sean is saying on this over and, what, what Raj is saying.
3: And I mean, there have been some stories like the Sasha and, and Naomi story that Raj got right. And a lot of people were, were really terrible to him about, but this one, I just knew he wasn't right. I'll, I'll do respect to Raj again. He gave me right after what culture treated me horribly. And I don't want to say what culture Matt Holmes of what culture treated me horribly. Told me I w- I would never find a good job writing wrestling news. Raj hired me like a month later and really, really helped me out. Provided a lot of opportunity. But listen, man, I'm good at this shit. I'm real good at this shit. I'm very, Best very confident in our reporting. I'm very, very confident in it. And uh, it's because I follow a series of methods and we work hard and we we try to treat people good if they treat us good. And you know what? I just want my money. I want to be treated good. That's it. And I will donate it as, as I do any outside money that isn't from Fightful. It'll go to a nice cause. I'm sure it will. Looking forward to it. What cause should it go to? Not you, Joel.
1: I didn't say, I wasn't (laughs) going to say that. Listen, listen, I wasn't going to say it. Although if the chat implies it, I will take it. Uh, I don't know. Where should it go?
2: Where should it go? Nobody has your back on this, Joel. It's like going to you.
3: I feel like Raj should add a couple zeros to this, you know, back pay.
1: The dude's only putting 250 bucks of his money up in total on this, so how how, yeah. how, how does he stand on it?
3: I've made 10k bets that people haven't haven't paid up on with regularity on Twitter, and I I really don't have that to just throw around. But
2: like, how would could, be? I got 10k. I do like I, if I bet on sports, it's like fifty cent. Hopefully, I won. Uh, I won big yesterday. I bet on uh, every team getting a field goal.
1: Uh, The every team
2: I I got I got in on that bet, and by big I mean like twenty bucks. But I only bet like twenty cents to win twenty bucks. that wasn't every team got a field goal. Yeah, yeah, that was a big bet on Fanduel. They they
1: said they paid out like twenty million in total on that bet. That's wild. Oh yeah,
2: people people bet like twenty bucks and stuff on that and won like thousands of dollars. Again, I'm a coward. I only bet like twenty cents, but still turned that into twenty bucks, which uh, you know. That's a that's something out there, yeah. I that. love that.
3: I used I used to play Counter Move all the time. MMA. Uh, they would have the free rolls. I actually yes. wrote for them for a while. I would write their previews, and they would pay me in Counter Move credit. In which, of course, I lost <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I would make these wild ass bets on there. Um, it was uh, the wild wild west back then, and then they got bought up by DraftKings. But I love Counter Move. I bet on. Uh, I think it was Habib, and when you when you bet on these people, you would get points for individual takedowns, uh, significant yeah. strikes, and I had him against Abel Trujillo, and he landed like 20 takedowns <laughs> in that fight. <laughs> so I was always a Habib fan after that one. Man, look at this Pro Wrestling Podcast thing. <laughs> you know who broke the story? I signed an extension with the Pro Wrestling Podcast. That was me too, just now. Saying it out loud. No, he
2: broke that on his own. I saw that. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw him break that.
3: He didn't send us enough there for to, to, for, for it to go in a message. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, but it, but it's him, so I can't not.
3: <laughs> I know he rules. He's great. It's
1: too good to us. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm not leaving. I'm
3: just hanging around. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm up in the morning. What What are we doing? What's well, next? I, I, you're-
2: you're telling me to get stories that I've already done, which uh, I don't care.
3: I don't <laughs> care. Uh, considering how that chat operates, we got we got videos with five hundred thousand views that haven't been touched. What are we, what are we talking about here? I think wow. you can handle a couple of repeats. <laughs> Come on now, that's a long. May, transfer- May- Maven's channel hadn't been touched until I said, y'all know Maven's got a channel and he's talking about doing
2: roids. That's but- not true. That is not true at all because I covered Maven when he talked about how much money he was making. Yeah, I know because I put before. it in the chat. No, I put not the ch- money one. Not the money one, Sean Ross Sapp. you. Oh, covered- no, 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 I'm you sorry.
3: Have- I put him talking about how he doesn't like Shawn Michaels in the chat even yeah. a month before that.
2: Well, the money one. Where's
3: was, like, Stevie one Richards burying Nia Jax? Time. Where is it? I don't know I you. I sent you that one. I <laughs> listen, listen. I tried to take time off this. on
2: the weekend, Sean. I can't help I just want to say this:
3: Stevie Richards saying what a lot of people's thinking,
1: and he does I it with the telestrator. It. So clearly, he's better. He than does, does all it with the us.
3: telestrator. I love it. I always wanted to do something like that, but I was like, man, that would get me an awful lot of heat. But with Stevie, it's not going to get him heat. He's qualified. But like, I saw that bonsai drop, and I was like, that wasn't nice at all. <laughs> And then to follow it up with the paintbrush, I was like, oh.
1: I saw mm-hmm. that and I just, oh my
3: God. I'll say this though. I really, I say I don't like covering fights that unfold. I really like covering that Nia Jack Charlotte fight because she did not oh. telegraph those punches at all. <laughs> she I said,
1: talked about
3: that on the
2: Yeah. We talked about that when Naya kids, I guess it was last Wednesday's show. I was like, that's the one of the best moments in wrestling history. Just them wailing on each other. It was Brood. great.
3: Naya just threw, like, she didn't put anything into those punches, but they didn't get telegraphed. So Charlotte was like, Oh, Oh, like that was, that was a really, really good one. I need to uh, actually film more. Probably, probably do that today. Real fights in pro wrestling, but, um, yeah, that's that's probably one that I, I gotta gotta get into. Uh, <laughs> that one was so good. Uh, the Brock punching Braun, Braun. Strowman in the side yeah. of the head was pretty good too. Yep. Slow was...
1: down, calm down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that actually uh, tells me I probably need to go film some of these. See you guys. Oh wait, 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 wait hold there on. There you go. Wes says. Great for us.
1: Uh, hey sean before you leave i asked the guys a couple of weeks ago where this AEW roster ranks all time where do you think
3: that's that's a really interesting question so definitely below wwe 2001 to 2003 because they had everybody from everywhere the the late 90s wcw was also very very good Early '90s WWF was also really, really good.
2: I brought up pre-pandemic WWE, where they were just talent yeah, hoarding everybody. Time. They not utilize it. That's what well, I was thinking too, like you look at that roster, yeah, it's like holy <laughs> what could hell, have, what could have been.
3: I would, I could say that it could probably creep into the top five, probably creep into the top five because they do have a very, very impressive roster, and not only that, they have the ability to use other people's rosters as well which is something that WDB hasn't had. But if you go back and you look at, for example, the Here Comes the Pain roster for WWF or WDB, where they just had everybody in that year, 2003, and you're like, wait, Goldberg, Lesnar, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, like all these people were around then? Hmm. Hmm. Guys, see you later. Bye, Bye Bye-bye.
1: Why does he put you over, but he just doesn't ever want to talk about me?
2: Because I work really hard. So yeah. do I. I do this show with you. I had to do the show with Kate. I had to. That's do- not hard work. You just get to talk all the time. I, I do this show
1: with you as well. It's very busy and taxing on my vocal cords, and it's just it's it's a lot of work, Jeremy. I
2: think I do this show. I do I do the spotlight with Jensen. We record an interview. I do other shows. And then I cover Kevin Nash interviews and podcasts. We're shooting on LA Night and everything.
1: See? Twan got it.
2: Uh, That's not true either.
1: But if Twan says it, it has to be true.
2: I like Twan. That's not true, though.
1: I'm very hardworking, Jeremy Lambert.
2: You are. I'm not saying you're not. very hardworking. Very upsetting. Again, I'm not saying you are not, Joel, but...
1: I'm I'm over it. Uh, Yeah, see? Ryan gets it. Kate, it, it is
2: a lot. See, well, tell that to Polowski, who does like five shows with her. She he does two with her. Well, probably feels three, like five. three with
1: her. All right. Well, then it probably feels like does six. Feel like seven. Yeah. Doing one with her feels like twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah, there that's you go. the summer off. We had to do it just to just to recharge her batteries, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where were we before we were so rudely interrupted?
2: Ah, The Rock. The yeah, Rock he's, came he's, back finally. You know, awesome theory. He's theory. the Miz. You know, modern day Miz out here. Awesome theory. I don't know anything else.
1: How can he be modern day Miz when the Miz already exists in the modern day?
2: The, this, the Miz is older, man.
1: No, he's not. The Miz is ageless.
2: I mean, he f- looks ageless, honestly. He doesn't feel like he's aged. He's still going out there and still doing Miz things. He wrestled LA Knight on uh, Friday. Yeah. Which existed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why? Why did they do it again where they gave the multiple segments? Why
2: did they do this to us? As you had to put LA Knight on the same show with John Cena and The Rock.
1: Fair. Someone's asking if Kate's been banned from In The Weeds. It's not that she's been banned. It's more that she has... Uh, job <laughs> allegedly allegedly that's true uh oh my god Solvin's talking about the mike babcock thing i want to talk we'll, we'll talk about that later like towards the end of the show because we're still i do want to talk about uh the, the the statlander weekend that she had the friday saturday well aired on friday but of course the match was uh was wednesday night uh chris statlander having a a good busy weekend beating jade cargo for a second time and retaining the TBS women uh, TBS championship, and then uh, takes down Britt Baker in Britt Baker's home, not even city alma mater, right? But but didn't she go to Penn State and then do her dentistry thing at
2: somewhere else? I don't know. Yeah, but Penn State's still the alma mater.
1: Okay, I mean, I got okay, ain't right yeah, alma mater is the right, yeah, that's the right okay. term. But anyway, it was, it was it beat her in in her very comfortably well-known home area. Uh, I think that's a little bit longer of a word to say. so anyway, Chris Statlander having a hell of a weekend. What do you think this is, the, uh, is this the, the AW Women's Division being booked a little stronger? Is this a case of Chris Statlander getting the opportunity that she didn't have when she was you know getting injured, unfortunately for the last couple of times? Like how, how did you feel about uh, all of this with Chris?
2: I think it's Chris Statlander being booked strongly. Uh, the overall division, we shall see. Um, no, the story with Jade was already there, right? Like it was, she came back at double or nothing, answered the open challenge that maybe wasn't an open challenge um, it, because of Mark Sterling. After Jade already beat Taya, Chris comes in, wins the title. People were like, oh, is that a real title victory type of thing? Jade comes out, they do the match. The story was there with jade and now that is seemingly jade's last match so you kind of had to wrap up that loose end they were almost forced into that little story there the brit thing is a little bit more because brit's always been presented at a high level even though i don't feel like she's won in ages uh but she's always still top star level and that match was i really enjoyed that match i love, love love the finish The where it looked like I even said to the wife watching, I was like, Oh, good for Brit. Like when she took her down, it looked like she was going to get the lock jaw in there. I was like, Oh, that's it. And then Chris rolling her over and get the, I love that finish. And that was a really fun match. You know, so they're doing well with Statlander right now. Are they going to keep doing the open challenge thing? Because if they're just going to keep doing the open challenge thing, I don't think there is that much. There's really any story to it. It's the same thing they've been doing. It's just, She's having good matches, which is basically the Orange Cassidy story. And if that's the story they're telling, then okay, but I've I've seen that with Orange Cassidy. You're just telling it now with Chris Statlander, which fine. It's better than nothing, but you kind of also told that same story with Jade Cargill, who just did open challenge after open challenge. It's just you weren't telling the story of accumulative damage like you were with uh, Orange Cassidy. The open challenge thing ain't a big story like it's 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 an easy story that you can tell multiple times that they're trying to tell multiple times seemingly but it's not anything substantial with this so is it the start of the women's division looking better maybe um i think it's the start of chris statlander being super elevated because i'll, I'll say this like that win against brit was felt i don't say it was it felt bigger than any win jade had during her reign jade was facing people athena felt like the biggest win for jade because athena had just come in and people weren't sure be like oh they're gonna oh yeah they're gonna go with athena here and then they didn't everybody else jade faced it never felt like they had a chance one, they didn't do a ton of storytelling in the match buildup. Nilo was maybe the only other example where Nilo stole the title, but no one thought Nilo was, and that was weird because they were both heels. No one actually thought Nilo was like going to win the title on that. Brit, there felt like there was a real shot to Brit winning because Brit's always been presented at a certain level. And in the match, it felt like there was a real shot. Like that win to me was bigger than any win Jade got in her year reign.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't have many notes to add to that because it is feeling like they're just doing the open challenges with with Chris, and that's okay. Like, that's okay right now, but they do have to eventually build to a story with whom I don't know, but, you know, I'm seeing uh pro podcast saying i wish we could have gotten jade versus camille for the nwa title yeah listen you could have done that jade versus camille could still happen by the way listen to jensen steven jensen's been talking about that for a long time and if camille's gonna talk about testing free agency too and who knows but i, I don't
2: think i don't think you could have gotten that match for the nwa title because who's winning and
1: well that's the thing right at that point you're right it would have been difficult to tell the story of jade losing to the outsider as she's on a big winning streak you're right um and, and then they weren't going to drop the end well they've dropped the nwa world's women's championship through AEW before right thunder rosa lost it did she lose it on w on, on AEW programming
2: i don't think so she lost it to she lost it to serena deeb because serena lost it to camille
1: yeah, you got to go back and, and check that out because I don't know if I'm was... going to look at it. I'm going to yeah. look
2: at the title history. Here. It was a
1: really weird time for wrestling because it was also pandemic stuff.
2: There's also... Look, look, let's let's be honest about this thing. Okay, so here it is. Thunder Rosa, yeah, lost it to uh S- Serena deep it, it was actually not on AEW programming. It was on...
1: Oh, it was it on not a not,
2: UWN Primetime Live.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. They were doing those.
2: Yeah, Serena defended the title. So it says, De- Deeb defended the title on AEW five days prior to winning the title because the match had aired. Uh, the match was taped before. So, right. and then Camille uh, won it. So yeah, it wasn't dropped there. I, and you know, let's, let's be honest about AEW and WA. After AEW helped with Empowered, and Tony Khan was very upset that he did not get the, the credit he thought he should have gotten for helping with that show. AWA and AEW ain't done a ton of business together since then.
1: No, so anyway, that's not, not what we're talking about here. Let's talk about present takes. because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Let, let one of the, uh, the wrestling long form vloggers talk about that sometime. Uh, it's, yeah, so the Chris Statlander, it does feel like it's very much the, the Statlander push, which isn't bad, but we do have to find the stories for her. Uh, I'm looking at the Tony Storm stuff that RJ City started doing on Collision, which is tremendous. And I think RJ is the perfect person. To be interviewing a character like tony storm right now uh and whatever comes from that hopefully is good stuff for tony storm but it does you're elevating some of the performers and as a result hopefully it elevates the actual division as a whole but you have to stop doing like you said the open challenges we have to stop doing fatal four ways to determine number one contenders to fit like who's going to get the wrestle dream match and how are we going to determine The Wrestle Dream AEW Women's Championship match because we're only a few weeks away from Wrestle Dream. Are we going to do another Fatal Four Way? Is that what we're going to do? Really, like what? Well, come on. Or are we going to have someone from Stardom show up? That's the other side of it.
2: I don't know what they're when it comes to the AEW Women's Title. I mean, they got Soraya and and Tony on Wednesday. I I would probably put the belt on Tony. It's just my own uh, personal thought. When it comes to Statlander, I'm looking at what you do with her. I don't know if this is Wrestle dream or not, but she's facing or she's in a mixed trios match with uh, Anna Jay. That's on uh rampage. Right. They show Julia Hart uh, kind of watching on. Does, does that tie in? Are we going to get a house of black best friends gimmick? Is that where we're going there? Um, I'd like to see Willow Nightingale back on one of these shows. She's just kind of back to ROH. She had a big role in collision to start and now we've had no willow on collision for like a month now and
1: sorry let's go back for a second let's talk about that because what was the the collision scene it was those four women it was chris willow and mercedes martinez and diamante and we haven't done a damn thing with that either that's a four-way that you could have done to determine you know a number one contender for chris take chris out whatever point is you just took three women out that had something going on
2: not only that, like I, I understand Mercedes Diamante. Seems like they're just using those two on ROH. Um, like, could they be more featured on Collision? Yeah, probably. But if you're gonna sprinkle in like a Brit and, and Tony onto Collision and stuff, okay, cool. Like they're higher up on the food chain than Mercedes Martinez and Diamante. It's just reality of the situation here. My thing with Willow and, and I, I throw Sky Blue in here. Sky Blue was in the the zero hour match. At All Out, seems like she could be maybe doing something. I think Athena is way too good for ROH. She's the best thing in ROH, and she should probably be on television at some point. I think an Athena-Chris Statlander match would be fantastic. Um, when it comes to Willow, though, I was thinking about this a little bit last night. She won this Owen Hart tournament. It doesn't feel like they capitalized on that the way you probably should when it comes to to these things, I know last year Cole got hurt, and so it was kind of tough to to really capitalize. Britt, she just kind of was in the same spot. This year we had Ricky winning it, and I know things kind of blew up with CM Punk, and it's not mentioned that he won the Owen Hart Tournament anymore. But at least he's still regularly featured on television. Willow like won, and then she got her match against Athena because she beat Athena in the tournament. But the actual tournament victory didn't feel like it was presented as a big deal and i wish they would make it feel a little bit i guess when you do 300 tournaments in a month like all of them none of them matter but like i wish they would make this tournament matter in winning this tournament matter like you ha- have them have this title and everything i wish it would elevate a little bit more it doesn't need to be king of the ring level type of things but maybe it should be maybe it should be like hey you win this tournament that that means big plans for you not here's an ROH women's title shot like it should mean more of an elevation to me that's just my thoughts
1: no I and I agree with you because there's there's an opportunity to build that division there's also an opportunity and it's the men's division too because you know how how do we get to the the tournament for what are we doing we're doing a tournament for the the men's championship right Uh, and they did a good job of making some stories out of the roddy and mjf stuff but then we used a lot of just tertiary talent to get there and that part kind of was frustrating so there are ways to tell stories there are other ways to tell stories and i don't think that uh that we're using the best but i'm also you know what is tony loves his tradition and full gear is next after wessel dream and what do we do every year at full gear jeremy
2: the world title Eliminator tournament.
1: You bet. So is there going to be another? And they've done uh, Eliminator tournaments to get to Grand Slam as well. That's not the first time they've done that. So are we going to see another full gear tournament knowing Tony loves tournaments and tradition? He's a big TNT
2: guy, that Tony Khan. Well, I mean, that's what the shows are on. They're on on well, TPS. Yeah. Yeah. We we haven't had a casino ladder match in a while. We probably need to do that again. Uh it's been it's been a minute for that. I imagine we'll we'll have that at some point. Yeah, I just when it comes to I so I was thinking about the Owen last night, because uh we were watching um Brett and Owen from WrestleMania 10. Um and so I was thinking about just Owen Hart and like, oh yeah, the Owen Hart tournament. It just feels like it should be a little bit of a bigger deal. That's all. I would I would like it to be presented as a little bit of a bigger like winning that should mean. I want Ricky to kind of mention it in a promo. I want Danielson to kind of mention it in a promo. Like just remind fans a little. You ain't got to go parade around with the belt and everything. It's fine if you don't want to do all that, but like just remind fans that it's a thing. It exists and it's meaningful. That's all I want.
1: You think they're going to do the, uh, the return to what's the, the, oh my God, uh, Jacksonville, the, uh,
2: Oh yeah, they do that at
1: the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's New years be... smash. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the stupid venue. Oh my god,
2: home. Oh, Daly's place. Daily's place. Thank you. Yeah, it's like it's whatever they two
1: years it. there. Yeah, um, 27th or 30th for collision, or they'll do a live rampage on the 29th. What's
2: what you... the question, Joel?
1: Oh, I'm just thinking. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be a a live dynamite on the 27th? Is it going to be a live rampage on the 29th or? They'll do Collision on the 30th and get real close because they usually do a big New Year's Eve party. What do you think?
2: I I think it'll be Dynamite.
1: No, do Collision. Break from tradition, Tony. Okay. Go to Chicago. Break from tradition, Tony.
2: Ryan Sullivan says, I kind of want them to wear the belt for a year. Look, that's a good gimmick for somebody.
1: Even come out for the pay-per-views. Like, Come out for the pay-per-views wearing the stupid belt. Like, You're right. They should do something to... Show that they won. They won the Owen. It should be a bigger deal than it is. They don't give. It, they don't give you a title shot out of it. They give you a belt that has absolutely no meaning. Like it's, it's meaningless. And I think if I'm Doctor Martha Hart, I'd be like, why? Why isn't there a little more like legacy storyline for this event? Like after the event, it feels like it's just kind of done. And I, it is. I know, but I'm saying, why? Why wouldn't you push for something to come from winning that particular tournament?
2: Oh, uh, how often do you think about the Owen tournament? Is he how often do men think about the Roman Empire? Look, man, I think about the the Owen tournament more than I should. Clearly, I was watching Owen Hart matches last night. Give me a break. Everyone no, go we'll watch Bret and Owen from WrestleMania Brett, ten.
1: Bret and Owen, uh, is giving Andre the giant battle royal.
2: <laughs> man, at least they had that trophy for a while, and like Corbin would come around with it, and uh, that was about it. They smashed Corbin. it. They would smash it. They tried, kind of, sort of, with Cesaro because they gave him Heyman, but then Brock just ended the streak. So, like, they they really failed on that. Jay Uso won that thing. You now he's he got elevated off of that a little bit. Um yeah, you know, there are too many belts on TV. By the way, I know Joel doesn't want to take his uh, victory lap here, but we got a AEW trios title match and an ROH six man title match on Rampage Grand Slam. This week, we two Lambert. sets of trios titles.
1: Jeremy Lambert. As I sit here and breathe, and I tell you last week, ah, I think this is going to continue, and it's going to turn out to be Hung Bucks versus Gates of Agony and Brian Cage, and I think they're probably going to put the Ring of Honor tag t- uh, six man tag titles up, and and we sat here and we were like, no, please don't. I didn't want it to happen, but it just felt like the logical next step. And you know what the worst part about that is? The logical next step after that is Tony Khan hates having Ring of Honor champions on Ring of Honor TV. The Hong Bucks are going to win the six-man tag titles, and I don't know who um, they'll drop them to. Maybe the Kingdom and Roddy Strong. But I think we're still going to do a, uh, a, a, an eight-man elite versus mogul embassy after this. We'll add Kenny Omega, and we'll add Swerve.
2: I'm very worried the Hung Bucks are going to win these titles, and not because I don't I don't like them. I, I, no issue with them. I've said this so many times. I I feel like I hammer this point too many. Is I just want the ROH and AEW rosters to more or less operate separately, because you start ROH. I've, I've seen people say this, and they might be in the minority. I don't know what the Honor Club subscribers are or anything like that, but it's just it doesn't feel like it's a show to go out of your way to see at this point you want to see the roh champion watch awtv the the only like athena's the draw because athena's actually not on roh tv but that's why she does so well in roh is she's not just on roh on TV all the time and that's why i wish it was kept separately i think eddie kingston should win on wednesday does that mean he's going to disappear to roh tv i hope not But I do want them to keep things a little separate here. The ROH Tag Team Champions. One of them is the AEW World Champion. They're not on ROH TV. They're never on that show. They're not doing storylines on that show. They're kind of doing a story on AEW. I mean, not kind of. They are. The Kingdom stuff is an ROH Tag Team story that's happening on AEW. Is it just going to take place on AEW pay-per-view? And it's like, what are we doing for final battle? It's just, I don't like them blending stuff. ROH, the, the great thing people remember about ROH, the, the, the glory years of ROH, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Danielson, all of this stuff. The great thing people remember is it was the young stars that weren't in WWE, right? It was the young talent that you could not see in WWE that one day might make it. To WWE. And obviously it was a different wrestling style. A different presentation. It was real pro wrestling. And not sports entertainment type of thing. But that's what ROH has already been. Whether it was young talent. Or more just established independent talent. It was the talent that you were just not going to see. On the main stage. And now. ROH is. Hey here's the talent you are going to see. On the main stage. And they're beating all the young independent talent. And like two minute matches, there be here's Blake Christian losing. He's a GCW champion losing in a couple minutes. Here's Alec Price, my guy Cole Radrick, other guy Matt Branigan, good young independent talent just losing in a couple of minutes. Bless Cole Radrick by the way, making the most out of that little spot that he did. We love uh, we love Cole Radrick. I'm just gonna send him this link one day and just be like, hey, come on and talk about this. Um, but like, there's no identity with ROH. There's none. It's just. Here's a lot of AEW people that you see beating a lot of independent talent. We ain't really building a whole lot. And if you want to see the ROH talent who are actually AEW talent, just watch AEW.
1: Which 10,000 seat venue did Tony Khan book for final battle? That's what I want to know.
2: I don't know if he's booked anything for final battle. Like he doesn't have a date for it yet.
1: The way he's putting talents, the way certain talent are holding titles It feels like he's really trying to make Final Battle a must-see event. And if he puts those six-man tag titles on the hung box, I am very much going to go with that, that he booked a big venue and he's hoping for the best. And that this will be his December pay-per-view, by the way. Because if if the Zarian conversation that... By the way, he kept that from us. Can you believe that we had Andrew Zarian on our show on Friday morning to say nice things about you, Jeremy Lambert, and we couldn't get him to drop his big scoop. He had to drop it on his show. What is this? What are we doing here? Andrew Zarian's
2: allowed to do what he wants. Okay. No, he's not. I have him under contract to give us all the scoops. He's under contract. That's not good. Uh, No wonder you're losing money on this venture, Joel. Like you're paying Andrew Zarian nothing or something for nothing.
1: and, And, and your chicks for free. But either way, my point of this all is, uh, if if Andrew Zarian's uh, report, he said he's very confident that Max is going to house AW content, pay-per-view specifically moving forward in 2024, then I, I could see maybe the... I don't want it to be the first show being an ROH thing, but I think this would be the last shebang uh, for a December show if they're going to run monthly.
2: Maybe. you know They haven't announced anything for Final Battle. All I want is... I just want ROH to operate separately. There's enough independent talent out there. There's enough AEW talent out there that that aren't utilized weekly and things like that. You telling me like Sunny Kiss couldn't have just done ROH shots and and been fine? Like they they could have they could utilize these people on ROH TV that aren't on AEW regularly. I'd be I'd be fine with that. Just and this is where I do think WWE, look, do they come down here and like given Dominic Mysterio the the title, uh, given Becky Lynch the title and everything, they just do a better job of blending that kind of stuff. Because they're not actually, because they actually have the established NXT talent. And that's why it works. Because you have your established NXT talent. And so you can bring down the main roster people and it feels like a big deal. And it feels like they are still lifting up NXT. They don't have the established ROH talent. The established ROH talent, is people that were pre-established in AEW. They don't have anybody like a Tiffany Stratton or a Carmelo Hayes. Who is the Tiffany Stratton or Carmelo Hayes of ROH? Lee Moriarty. No. Okay. No, I, I don't know. See, I I like the Shane Taylor promotion stuff. I think that's good, a good start for ROH. We saw him on AEW Take Twenty Two uh, this past week. But, you know, I think that's a good start for ROH. Lee Moriarty's a good ROH guy. Shane Taylor, good ROH guy. I think Keith Lee, who ain't doing a whole lot in AEW, I think he's a good ROH guy right now. Yeah, Athena and Billy Starks, That that's who it is. But Billy Starks right now is a, a little minion person who is fantastic, by the way. And Athena is the established person, 100%. Athena is the established ROH star.
1: She is. And again, the big story... For for Ring of Honor, especially going to about Final Battle, is still to me Athena and Billy Starks. That's a main event match that you can build to because it is not silently building in the background. They're, they're on the show every almost every week, but like it's silently building. If you're an AEW fan who just kind of keeps tabs on Ring of Honor, this is a this is that show. You know, this is this is that that storyline that could lead to a big title change. And again, I go back to the idea that the Ring of Honor reset for Final Battle seems seems to be going with the youth and going with a a new approach to Ring of Honor where that whole, as it was reported way, way back when Tony bought Ring of Honor, that it would be a more developmental system. AEW doesn't need a developmental system, right? The indies are, by and large, that developmental system for them, but what it does give is the opportunity for these Independent wrestlers to work a television product that they would not have otherwise had the opportunity to work, and I think that's where Ring of Honor becomes a net positive for bringing in new talent, trying them out, and seeing if they work to potentially do other work in AEW, whether that's Rampage, you know, Dynamite, or Collision. So that's that's kind of where my brain's at. Is well, in 2024, we would we might start seeing a more cohesive Ring of Honor AEW um, partnership even though they're all under the same umbrella, you get what I'm trying to say.
2: Louis says hook and Wayne should be building their legend down there. Well, I like both of those shouts. Like I know hooks kind of on television doing stuff, but you know, the, the Jack Perry stuff is done. Now he's just kind of teaming with orange Cassidy because, Hey, here's something for them to, to kind of do Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne's found a nice little spot with with Darby, but yeah, these guys can go down there. And I mean, Nick Wayne's going to be on the show, This week against Shibata. But Wayne Wayne can go down there and really establish himself and do things. There's so many good independent talent out there as well. you know, however you got to sign these guys, right? However you have to sign these guys of, hey, we're going to sign you to some type of deal. Saturdays, you're working ROH. If you want to take bookings on a Friday, if you want to take bookings on a Sunday, cool. But we got first right on you on these Saturdays ROH you want to sign guys like Titus Alexander Alec Price and Put them in substantial stories with this Because again, the, the glory years of ROH Were the guys you could not See on the major mainstream Shows is Titus Alexander is Alec Price are these guys ready For you know AEW no because there's AEW is good they got enough talent out there That they don't they're not going to have anything for Titus and, and Alec Price you can throw any name that that you're a fan of on the Indies. By the way, these are two that I personally really enjoy. Um, but and you can book them in actual substantial stuff. Instead, you're just bringing these guys in to lose in two minutes, and you're you're bringing them in to lose to contracted AW talent that may or may not go anywhere on ROH. Dalton Castle's great. I got no issues with Dalton Castle. Him just beating guys in two minutes ain't doing a whole lot for me. Yeah.
1: There's if there's no story and there's no development. Then what what is it? And and again, like I'll I'll go to the the WWE style of developmental is, is extremely different from AEWs. But you know there's there's a clear pathway in terms of you're in the PC, you're not on TV, you work the coconut loop. Maybe you start working Level Up, so you get some TV experience. You move from Level Up to working the Tuesday Show, and then from there you're either called up or at least you're a tentpole figure on the Tuesday Show. And then you do Raw, SmackDown, whatever it is. And that's that's kind of what the hope is. And there are, of course, stumbling blocks along the way. But the point is, there is some sort of plan for your development and where you should be after a given set of time. Um, you do spin your wheel sometimes. Sometimes you are Dal- Dalton Castle and you know, you're know you 20 years in and you're just beating up people with no end in sight. But, but you're over. So people are going to continue watching you. Um, but the idea is that you, you show up, you work, you build. That's,
2: that's it. That's developmental. And you can, you can bring some of these talents up, by the way. Like, let's say, for example, a Titus Alexander. Somebody mentioned Brian Keith. Um, you can have Brian Keith as a ROH staple, working every week, getting um, you know insubstantial stories, whatever it might be. And then he comes up and he has a 10-minute match against Hangman Page. And he loses. That's fine. I don't think you lose a whole lot if you do a ten minute match against Hangman Page on AEW television. Then people are like, "Oh, Brian Keith, we're going to see more of him. Oh, he's in ROH. Oh, he's on ROH every week, and he's having good matches. Okay, let's do that. Let's let's do that. So, yeah, like that. I'm I'm for all of this. I got a message from Sean.
1: That's fine. Speed Punk in the meantime sent us a super chat saying they need the East West Express, Jordan Oliver, Nick Wayne, and Ring of Honor. Oliver would be good in the pure division. I really like this idea because A, it goes back to everything we just talked about with younger talent getting their opportunities in Ring of Honor. And on top of that, you've already got Nick Wayne. And Jordan Oliver has spent so much time building and growing and just getting physically more TV ready. These are this, this Jordan Oliver is the only one you need in this case, because you already have one. It's a slam dunk. And if Nick Wayne's going to work ROH once in a while, then this is a good way to have a new tag team that's young, that's new, and that can bring fresh eyes to uh, to the Ring of Honor system.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Right now, ROH, don't do a whole lot for me.
1: I get it. Well, we got a couple minutes left, so let's uh, let's run down Raw because there's actually quite a few things announced. Uh, new Day Viking Raiders are doing a two out of three falls match. Is Do you think it's going to be one of those... Uh, one one, and then the tiebreaker is three.
2: I mean, I you I rarely see, uh, rarely see a two zero sweep. So yeah, I imagine it'll be one one, and then whoever wins the third, I I assume Viking Raiders will win this.
1: Yeah, no, okay, I get it. You know what I do because they're they're trying to put them on a tear, but also Judgment Day are the heels, and they're the champions.
2: Yeah, but. I, I think New Day is doing doing stuff elsewhere. I think Viking Raiders win.
1: Okay. Uh, Ricochet and Nakamura one-on-one. Nakamura over Ricochet. Going to be a yeah. very, very good match, though. Yeah. This is probably where we're going to get the... Uh, the pay No, not payback. Fastlane rematch announced between Nakamura and, and yes. Seth Rollins. That's where I yes. would do that. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio in a Money in the Bank rematch where I'm certain this is all going to pay off with Cody Rhodes coming to NXT Title Tuesday for that NXT championship.
2: I think so too. They called this a SummerSlam rematch, by the way, on the website for like hours. Oh, Yeah, and I was like, I don't think this match happened at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think Cody's going to win. And I, we've been saying it for weeks, Joel. Cody was showing up on NXT Title Tuesday. We're creeping up on that. And all signs are pointing to it. My
1: other thing for Title Tuesday, by the way, is that NXT women's breakout tournament, that might be where you have Jade show up and just beat everyone on the way to getting the Becky Lynch title shot at deadline. There is a risk there, but there's also a bit of a reward.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So she she's part of that show. That's the tournament final right there, the breakout tournament final, Jade so winning.
1: The, the breakout tournament right now has no announced dates right. and no announced competitors. But you could, I mean, let's just say for argument's sake, yes, Sean broke the news on the Wednesday, but if, if WWE knew ahead of time and they knew they were going to get Jade and they announced that women's breakout tournament the day before Sean broke the story about Jade leaving AW, maybe there was already a plan in place to have that go, you know, have Jade show up and be an integral part of that tournament.
2: Maybe there was a plan or maybe because they didn't announce a date that when it was starting or they didn't announce competitors. If there wasn't a plan to have her, you reverse course and be like, hey, let's just put her in here because now we have her.
1: Yeah, exactly. But my my point being that you can use this tournament as – the opportunity that leads to, because because it's what they did with Carmelo Hayes, right? They had him win in 2021, and then he eventually found himself winning the North American Championship, and that propelled him to where he is now as a champion. So I could see them doing that with Jade and just having her beat everybody. Because, again, you put her on, it's a short tournament. You give them three weeks to get ready for who she, like, you give her th- three weeks for people to, to basically catch up and be like, you have to see this woman. And then she makes to the finals, whoever it is, have a competitive match and then do deadline versus uh, Becky. That's where my brain is. But anyway, Cody Rhodes is who we're talking about.
2: <laughs> okay. Now we're, now we're going full title Tuesday. All right, so let's we go. Got, we got Cody on the show. We got Jade on the show. Do we debut Sonny Kiss here on this show?
1: I'm sorry. Are we moving Sonny Kiss to WWE? Is that a conversation?
2: Yeah, the conversation is how many AEW talents can we put on <laughs> NXT to go against the AEW show? Brian Pillman Jr. and Sunny Kiss. Are the yeah, new- Brian Pillman Jr. debut right here, Sunny Kiss. Who else has left that we can get on this uh, AEW NXT show?
1: God, I have no idea.
2: Who else is on? Who, who's gone? Who's been on AEW? beat before that's in It hadn't been a whole lot that's left
1: joey janela suddenly gets a wwe shot uh, do
2: you imagine Janella against pillman jr on nxt
1: let's do it here we go best pals forever and ever those two <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh yeah i don't know that, that's kind of what i would do and then and then i would have uh maybe becky and tiffany in the rematch on title tuesday
2: fuck oh not all oh, Gigi dolan sure I, she was kind of on uh, a yeah, marco stunts marco time stunts there we go there we go, NXT. See, how do you hint at CM Punk? Cody's Cody's uh, showing up on NXT, and he's cutting promos about Real Glass. You got to hint around, you know. You can't give it away like the the Bucks did, where uh, Kenny's wearing shirt. the Cookie Monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you got to hint around it enough. Darby saying "Best in the world" type of oh, thing.
1: Noam Dar is just like, "Look at me, I'm a big chick magnet." <laughs>
2: there you go! Oh, this is good. This is good. Then all of a sudden, you know, the hundred people in performance center, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. And then the lights go down and then it goes, wrestling has more than one. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Oh, this is awful. And I look in love- my eyes. What do you see? Royal family, and then it's Cody and CM Punk. Cody Punk,
1: CM Rhodes,
2: Steven Jitson is like his mind is blown that CM Punk and Cody Rhodes <laughs> are be together.
1: Time. Wouldn't be the first time this channel lost subscriptions because of our uh, anything. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, okay, finally on Rod Drew McIntyre and jay Uso i th- is this matt riddle turns on drew mcintyre or is he gonna cost drew the match
2: uh i don't i don't know. i'm looking forward to this by the way this should be a good match uh between drew and, and jay i like what they're doing with jay on raw everybody hates him and stuff i like a uh, singles singles run jay Uso. it should it should be good i I ain't, I ain't talking about riddle
1: just that's fair i i, I just put it out there because uh reports are he could be back as early as tonight so
2: yeah i know and whatever they decide to do with him, okay i'll comment at that point on yeah. the television until then i got no use to, to talk about him.
1: fine by me wednesday will come and we will talk about the fallout from raw and i'm sure all of the news Maybe. that drops who knows there might be a big nxc episode on tuesday for us to talk about as well we'll be back we'll be in the weeds as always 10 a.m eastern as we are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on Fightful books So drop your thumbs up now and uh, subscribe to the channel. And Jeremy, get your plugs in. Let's go.
2: Well, we, we promised the people the hockey talk.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to so. catch him up on how this came about, the Mike Babcock story?
2: Um. So I'm not going to lie. I tried to stay offline on the weekend. I know a little bit about the Mike Bab- Babcock story. I'm also not going to lie and say, I don't really pay attention to the league if it ain't Colorado Avalanche related valid. just because I don't care about other teams. Yes. Um. But Mike Babcock seems like a giant dick and uh, you know, was never a big fan of his because he's a Red Wings coach, so fuck him. Uh, but but yeah, he got fired or resigned, whatever you want to call it, because wh- what do you do? He was posting pictures of... You okay. you got to catch me up, Joel. Okay,
1: so essentially the story was, and this came out on uh, Spit and Chiclets, which is fuck uh, uh, uh Bissonette's. Biznasty, yeah. Nasty, yeah. I always want to call him Biznasty, but I also know he's, he's got an actual name, and it's Paul Uh So that was on on his podcast. The story was someone from the Columbus team, the Blue Jackets, had texted these guys who are part of Spit and Chiclets. They're all former players in their own right. And he basically said, you'll never guess what they're doing in in Columbus. You never guess. Babcock is having players come into his office to do interviews. And Babcock's basically saying, uh, let me see your phone. I want to get to know you. I want to know you, your family. I want to know everything about you. I want to see what kind of photos you have on your phone. And then this became a whole topic of conversation. And then by that afternoon, the uh, Blue Jackets organization had put out a tandem uh, statement from Babcock and from who's the captain there. He's a young kid. Oh, man. Anyway, it was someone yeah, someone who someone who's known him. Maybe someone will, will give me the name, but anyway. Boone uh, Jenner is the captain. Brody Jenner. Yeah, so it's not Boone, Boone, not Brody. Boone. I was going to say Brody Jenner, someone else. Boone Jenner and
2: reality yes, star.
1: Yes. And, and ba- Mike Babcock put out a tandem um, statement through the Blue Jackets where Babcock said, I was just trying to get to know the kid. That's part of the, my process. This is how I get to know my team. And it's a bonding, you know, experiment and blah, blah, blah. And then Boone Jenner was just like, yeah, listen, he wanted to know about me. He wanted to know about my family. There was no ill intent. Everything's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, everything's great. You know, get off my back. And then by the weekend, well, Mike Babcock got fired or stepped down. He resigned. resigned yeah, he re- yeah. resigned as head coach. Uh, he spent, what was it, like 42 days announced as the the coach? Yeah. Wasn't okay. even a coach. Didn't even make it to practice. didn't even make it to to anything just got the job and immediately uh tossed them out the window like a couple of dick pics to the wrong person
2: what a run for the blue jackets here as they've had john tortorella and mike babcock as their coaches Tort's the last few years
1: favorite hire you know why they hired torts because torts was like I don't have to face the media here because the media and hockey doesn't exist in this city. So I'm going to be happy as a pig and shit. And then what did
2: he do? He faced the media anyway. Torts had, uh, you know, he at least made the playoffs with the team and everything like uh fine, whatever. Um, look, man, Mike Babcock is who he kind of is with, with this stuff. He's always been, there's always two 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 coaches, right? The player's coach and the hard-nosed, like, old-school hockey coach. And Babcock has always been the hard-nosed guy, even when he was in Detroit and he had success with Detroit. You know, everyone thought he was going to lead Toronto to at least the second round, and then that never happened. Um, well, and look, and people, when Babcock got hired, everyone was like, oh, my Babcock, he's going to come in here, change the culture, blah, blah, blah. And Toronto was still the same Toronto. I'm just telling you what the people said, Joel. No, I know. I know.
1: I'm just saying Toronto sports. People have expectations that never amount to anything.
2: Well, yeah. And then he comes into Columbus. I don't know why he was hired in the first place by Columbus, but he'd been out of the league for years at this point. Like he ain't coached since 2020. I don't even know why it was like, Oh, Mike Babcock is definitely going to come in here and change things. This is a young team as well i know they signed uh johnny gaudreau last offseason and everything like it's a relatively young team i don't know why you would want babcock around these young players and stuff just doesn't seem like the the guy you would want for this team oh i the way it happened for the organization is unfortunate but i think they saved themselves a lot because i don't think he was the right guy for this team anyway
1: they said their hockey ops team is going to remain in place though so they just okay. lost they just lost uh, Babcock, they didn't lose anyone else. Anyway, I think it's time for us to get offline because I'm literally Wait. what? I'm reading hold on, I'm reading I'm reading something from the Associated Press. It's a video. It's literally a weed-killing robot. So Jeremy, uh, I think dude. we're doomed.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Uh I will say, you know, Blue Jackets like losing your coach before training camp is a very tough situation, especially a coach who j- was just hired anyway. Uh famously the Colorado Avalanche, 2022 Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, uh, lost their coach ahead of training camp. Patrick Waugh decided to, to leave right before training camp. They hired the um, current coach, Jared Bednar, and they had the worst season in salary cap history because of this. So a lot of turmoil, and it typically leads to uh, not a great on-ice product. I hope for Blue Jackets fans' sake, uh, their season isn't completely deaded. Just because their coach is an asshole.
1: Uh, where's Dallas Eakins these days?
2: No idea. You just went completely off a uh, board on there, Joel.
1: I don't know. I was just thinking Dallas Eakins could probably become the uh, the coach. He Ducks- is it doesn't Ducks- look
2: like he's coaching anywhere at this point.
1: Yeah, because he was the head of the Ducks. He was he was Ducks head coach, and then they didn't renew his contract.
2: Right? Oh, okay. So,
1: well, we'll see. Dallas Eakins going to Frank- be the
2: coach. Bring in a young coach, man. You got a young team. That's what the Avs did. Jared Bednard, nobody had heard of him. He just won the AHL Calder Cup with the uh, Cleveland Monsters when, when they hired him. Nobody had heard of him. Like, Bring in, bring in a young coach to, to grow with a young team. That's the way to do it.
1: That's right. Go sends go. Huh?
2: Sure. Anyway, let's get out of here.
1: Do the things. I don't know what I'm doing. The, the plugs. The, the don't follow me on TikTok. Follow me here instead thing. There you go. Okay, wonderful. I am Natural Pearl, all Ladies and gentlemen, friends, we on the binary. We'll see you on Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, here on FIFL. Over, booked. Okay, bye.
3: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fire to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.